Hey, welcome everybody. We are RNGPC, a character creation D&D podcast, but there's no long drawn out campaign here. We are creating random PCs that have fleshed out backstories. Last time, I created a barber that is precariously aware of how much power they wield while holding a razor to someone's throat. Today, Jake will be creating a brand new character for us to explore. Welcome to our show. My name is Nathan. This is my co-host, Jake. How's it going? Hi. Uh, going going well. We definitely have not had time off at all between all of this. This is just another episode, just, you know, like any other week. Any other week. Yep. All of us definitely have all of the same amount of teeth in our mouth. Um, <laughs> all of us definitely haven't been on drugs for the past week that has made time feel like a flat circle. So uh, chill out. It's not that bad. You got dude, like a baby surgery in the realm of surgeries. Dude, I got look at here. Listen, everyone at home. That's my teeth. I got I got teeth pulled. All right, and they're they're honky ba- boys. Ba- baby surgery. You're, so the teeth are humongous, <laughs> but in the realm of surgeries, you're being a baby. You've had a sore okay. throat. No, you know. Fair. I will say that I agree. Again, it wasn't that bad. It was the the <laughs> drugs I was on that made me just exhausted. And not want to do anything. So I did nothing for a week. I took a week off. Yeah. Every time I have to take, um, like, narcotics, sure. I always wonder how people get addicted to these. I'm like, I feel like trash. Like, nothing <laughs> about this experience is fun. I don't know how anyone can be like, I need more Vicodin. It's like, there's nothing. There's well, never see, been a I moment in my life where I was like, I need more Vicodin. I didn't even get Vicodin. Like, I, I was more, I was on, I think it was amoxicillin or whatever, which is something to, like, make your body, like, super vigilant against like uh, uh infections and i was just exhausted like it, i think it just i don't know it just it just everything was constantly firing and plus i had stitches like he had to do two incisions on each side of my mouth so i had stitches yeah. constantly uh that my tongue was just hitting and i don't know if, if you're aware of this nathan or if anyone at home is but um i very much enjoy talking and so when when i had these stitches in my mouth that i was constantly my tongue hitting them and like kind of it was just oh it hurt the stitches kind That's of amazing like, yeah so it was like if I talked for for a long period of time just it it was not good it's not a good time and uh, yeah. that reminds me like <laughs> the scenario of you being a talker who can't talk reminds me of every time I'd play like a drinking game like waterfall with mm-hmm. someone I didn't like uh-huh. and I'd become rules master and I'd be like rule is uh this person can't talk anymore. <laughs> <laughs> And it's just torture watching people who love to talk not be able to talk. Yep. And I'm just imagining you yep. not being able to talk. And yep. well, it see, brings the, a sick part of me joy. The worst part of it was I was like a dog <laughs> that needed essentially like a cone on his neck. Because I would just talk still. But I would just then get progressively more and more in pain and therefore more and more upset. <laughs> like, so it would just be like. Just, just be thankful you didn't get fucking dry socket, dude. Or whatever the hell it's called. Try, uh, oh, see. Well, so the thing is when I went back uh, yesterday to get the stitches out, my – my lower one still was like the, the hole was throbbing, my mouth hole. So I I was like, I've been taking, you know, an insane amount of ibuprofen still to like make this not hurt. And he's like, oh, well, you shouldn't, shouldn't be doing that. Like, here, I'll just shove something in there. So there's this thing that like, I don't know, it's supposed to. And granted, in the past 24 hours, it has felt so much better than having to take anything. But like, it was this long strip of something that tastes like iodine that he just wrapped around and just was like. He's like, yeah, we'll just leave this in there for a week and uh, should numb it all up and you should be fine. And then it should be you know, completely healed. And I was like, okay. But like, <laughs> it's still occasionally if my tongue hits it, we'll t- like, so I've been, 
I didn't get dry socket, but it still definitely has been hurting. I and mean, this is now a full dentistry podcast. That's where we've fully yeah. navigated. I want to know what fucking back alley you got your teeth pulled out in. I went to Beverly Hills. Beverly Hills. <laughs> that's where I want to be. Literally, give me, give me. The guy, give me, give so me. when I went last Friday, I was supposed to be his last appointment, and he was, like, excited about that. But then they're like, oh, well, no, there is somebody that could be coming in, but they're flying in from New York to get their teeth pulled by this guy. And they're like, well, depending on the and hurricane. He, he doesn't even give you dissolvable stitches? He didn't give me dissolvable stitches. I didn't get put under. There was no uh, anesthesia or anesthesiologist there. Um, I didn't get Vicodin. I don't know. Like the guy was great. The guy loved what he did. He was and he like was very good at it. And like he called me on Saturday in the morning the next day. Like, hey, how you doing? Like he's he's a good dentist. <laughs> but, like, he probably had his dick in his hand and he wanted to hear about how miserable you were. What? Oh Jesus, no. <laughs> oh God. Thanks for making it weird. Jesus. Well. He sounds like a psychopath. I got knocked <laughs> the fuck out when I got my wisdom teeth taken out. Um, I don't remember that entire day. The whole day, gone. See? Um, I was given narcotics, yeah. and it was a great time. I I had it, though, where I was on laughing gas that literally, now looking back on it, I would want to get my wisdom teeth taken out again. It was great. It was so much fun. <laughs> I was there the whole time with my face getting yanked around all over the place. So I was like, yeah, no, this is cool. I, should, I, I, I guess I should also... <laughs> say that the process just might be different for adults versus kids because i was True. still a kid i was like a sophomore in high school yeah when i got my wisdom teeth taken out um they probably assumed that an adult could like handle real stitches and not talk and like do the things they're supposed to do but they didn't know who they were dealing with so i as child it's the yeah. beard everyone thinks i'm an adult because i have this beard but literally they know inside it's just like i'm just being puppeted by a 10 year old and also because you're 29 i'm, I'm a youth in three days I know your birthday. This is my last. This is my last podcast as a twenty-eight-year-old. Oh, boo, fucking who? (laughs) (laughs) I was gonna say, like, I feel like there's a lot of change happening for me this month. I came into this month, had a full-time job, had wisdom teeth, and was only twenty-eight. Now, by the end of it, it's gonna be so so different. Granted, the job thing was planned, but (laughs) anyway, so was the wisdom teeth and the birthday. All of it was planned. It's all. It's all. It's all planned change. But I'm happy for you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, but yeah, so that's what we've been up to. That's how I've been doing. Um, I've tried to, in some way, so I sent you a picture of these these honky boys that are my teeth. I was making a joke with my girlfriend Liz about how I want to try and use them as miniatures in some sort of DT campaign. <laughs> <laughs> that's disgusting. That's fucking disgusting. It's only disgusting because like other people might have to touch them if you do that. I've bleached I mean, them. I mean, I still have my wisdom teeth, but <laughs> I was trying to think of a way to get them to stand so they could be like tentacle monsters. They have like two, like so it would be upside down, right? So the roots would be up in the air, and because mine had hooks in them, so there's like they look like weird tentacle things. <laughs> so, no, no, oh, you're disgusting. Just saying, could be fun, could be cool. Give people a real uh, bite of the action. Okay, I have a real question for you. Okay, sorry, that's um, a joke, but apparently. No, it's not a good joke no, in any way, shape, or form. Uh, <laughs> so I I need your uh, to collaborate with your mind on a the verbiage within a D and D spell. Oh, geez, so a rule. That's what I to an extent. That's what I brought for a topic today. Okay, and it's the flaming sphere spell. <laughs> okay, so I want you to. Well, you, what, do you what, want me to read it to you, or do you want to Google it? Um, 
I want you to read it to me, but what I will say is I have experience with this spell before because it was the first spell I ever cast as a druid. Okay. <laughs> and I misunderstood it. So that's okay. that's just my, my, my what I'll say from the very beginning. But so, yes, go ahead. Read, read it to me. Good. So story. the first paragraph makes sense. It's very straightforward. Okay. A five-foot diameter sphere of fire mm-hmm. appears in an unoccupied space of your choice within range mm-hmm. and lasts for the duration. Mm-hmm. Any creature that ends its turn within five feet of the sphere must make a dexterity saving throw. Mm-hmm. The creature takes 2d6 fire damage on a failed save or half as much damage on a successful one. Okay. So here's my next... Uh, this next paragraph is where I get a little confused. As a bonus action, you can move the sphere up to 30 feet. Mm-hmm. If you ram the sphere into a creature, that creature must make the saving throw against the sphere's damage, and the sphere stops moving this turn. Mm-hmm. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> like, the creature must make the saving throw against the sphere's damage. So then do I do I roll 2d6, and that's the dc that has to be beaten? That's how I read it. No. Which is confusing to me. So it's still the same DC. The DC will still be based on your DC. Essentially what it means is the first part of the wording there says anybody that ends up within – like so you got to imagine like a board, right? So you got the one square that the, yeah. that it's in. Anything in around the five foot around it and that radius is very hot. If someone ends up there, takes damage. How this, yes. how this can be used though and how it's, I believe, intentionally meant to be used is – to share a space with somebody else. So it's meant to be used as an attack very similar to um, um, a spiritual weapon like that clerics have. So it can go and hit somebody, but instead of trying to hit to attack, there's a save. So when you move into the same space as somebody, they have to make the same deck save that they would make if they ended their turn around it. So that's, that's what it is. It's not necessarily that you roll the damage and they see if they save above it. That's how I would interpret that because there's no other mechanic in D&D that ever has you roll damage to see if someone can beat that amount of damage. So I wouldn't, yeah. Yeah, that's what I was, so I I think that's what, I don't remember anymore because I think it was like two weeks ago at this point, but (laughs) Impending Duff and I are both very confused by that paragraph. It's like, what the fuck? Yeah, (laughs) it's because because that spell has a unique dynamic where you can attack with it and it has a radius thing around it, right? But when you're attacking, it's not making an attack roll. It's it's that it's it's being used, um, the the, the save is being used based on a a moving type thing. So, yeah, yeah, it's just weird because it's just the, that one sentence, it's because, the, it's the words, the sphere's damage that threw me for a loop. Yep. Like, yep. it yep. was just confusing as fuck. And, and, but. and that's where, again, like within D&D, what I would say is if you want it, if, if a DM wants it to be that way and a, or a player wants it to be that way for some reason, like, sure, you could. But, like, it's just it's confusing. It's adding in a new kind of mechanic. It's adding in, in something that isn't usually done. Um, so, like, you could roll your, was it 2d6? Yeah. So, like, the most you would get is 12, right? So, if I'm the player, I don't want that to be the case, right? Because 12 is super easy to beat for a deck save. Because you just usually, in most cases, people have at least a plus one or plus two, two decks. And so, it's like, no, yeah. I'd rather be whatever my DC um, spell save is. Which is what it is for everything else. So that makes sense. Exactly. But yeah, like I said, I was just, the verbiage was weird yeah. there. It's, it's because you got to imagine when they're trying to create this spell. It's like, okay, do we make it now also have an attack as well as a deck save? They usually try and keep damage-based things in, in different columns, right? Either it's an attack roll with it where you you are influencing how it's hitting somebody and, and so, like, how you roll does it, or it's a save where someone is trying to save against it. So since they wanted to have probably that aura of heat around it, 
you know, as like a thing to try and save away from. They're like, okay, so that you would dive out of the way of that. It doesn't attack in that sense. But if you do ram it into somebody, that's more like an attacking hitting mechanic. But they probably didn't want to have to add in an attack roll as well as a save from it. So they're like, let's just make it all a save. Let's just make it all a save. Yeah, that makes sense. And and it it is a very unique uh, spell because there's not many other spells in D&D that have that that type of mechanic so yeah when i when i first went I bu- to use it i, I busted I, that out i busted that out against some zombies oh that's a good that's a good thing because they're not very dexterous yeah um what i was i was gonna say is when i first wanted to use it it was a full rp session i was in and that was my first session showing up with the group and my first time ever playing and they were doing a send-off for somebody else that was they were playing with that was moving and so he was putting on like this big performance because he was a bard or something and so i was in the crowd and i was like that was good i'm impressed i want to shoot like a flaming sphere into the sky and the dm's like <laughs> sorry you want to you 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 want to read that spell one time <laughs> And I was like, what, isn't Jesus. that just like a, woo, like a celebratory, like firework type thing? He's like, nope, no, that's a five-foot fireball, bud. <laughs> it's just going to be <laughs> swirling around in the sky, and <laughs> you can't move it all that fast. And so I was like, mm, never mind. <laughs> My bad. We're in we're in a crowded, like, outdoor auditorium <laughs> or outdoor uh, uh, amphitheater. I don't <laughs> <laughs> now, it would have been sweet if they were doing like a Viking send-off and the character who was leaving was dead <laughs> and you just like yeeted it across the, or, the lake and it hit the right. Yeah. Maybe the not thing even in the dead. middle of the water. Maybe they're just rowing away in a boat and it's like Viking funeral. They're like, they're alive. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> well, they were. <laughs> I thought they were going to the Undying Lands. <laughs> yeah, that's a place. That's a place people go. It's not. <laughs> I thought they were committing suicide. It's not. Okay, calm down. I know you've been hurt. All right. <laughs> <laughs> i know you've been hurt <laughs> speaking of that though i did actually recently find um online uh somebody uh do, doing a read through of the hobbit as asmr that i've been falling asleep to recently so it's been nice i'm happy for you question mark i'm just saying you you're talking about lord of the rings there's your lord of the rings reference and so just leave me alone god are we done <clears throat> can we get to my character it's my week this is my my week, my my party. This is this is my character, and I can cry if I want to. Yeah, you can. You can. Cry if I want to. I, I, yeah, I don't I think I have anything else I want to talk about. Okay, cool. Um, well then, that's it. Good, good job, everyone. We did it. We made it through the intro. Very nice. Um, let's uh, let's uh, get get to it. Is there a transition here? We would like to take this moment to shout out our patrons. Thank you so much, Impending Duff and Liz, for your patronage. You can check out Duff at twitch.tv slash impendingduff, where he offers tips and advice on painting Warhammer minis. Also, Liz is an amazing actress. You can watch her perform on a short film titled The Hunted by John Carlo Oriana. If you would like to be shouted out here as well, you can check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash rngpc. Sign up at the appropriate tier, and we will shout you out here as well. You can join our Discord and request character sheets there as well when you sign up. Now, let's explore this week's character. Alright, so, it is my turn this week, and I don't know if you remember, because it has been a while, and I, this happened to you last time, but we're still making our I'd way through. I'd never forget. Making our way I'd through. never forget. Okay, well, is, is, that, is that a... Are you making a reference to the day we're recording on? What? You never forget? I have no idea what you're talking about. 
Okay. Um, but we are still making our way through min-maxing. And so I am now to bard, because that's what comes after barbarian. So I did the barbarian last week. So now we are doing a min-maxed bard. Um, so that's what I was trying to bring. So the class, of course, is bard, um, which the main stats for bard are is just charisma. They have to be very charismatic um, because that's their spellcasting thing, as well as usually how most people play bards. They are trying to persuade or just have sex with everything. Or okay, I mean, yeah, sure, that's the general like, but that generally leads to just playing with people's emotions in some way. Um, so to- also known as having sex with everything. I mean, sure. I guess if you're a straight white dude, that's generally how <laughs> it comes across. Um, it's not just straight white men that want to have sex with everything. No, but I'm just saying that like sexualizing of of everything is is something that has been built up by society, which was built by the patriarchy, which is straight white Shut men. Shut up. Tell me more about your fucking character. You went there. <sighs> you did this. No, you went there. I... The first person who utters the words makes the things go forward. So God... <laughs> if you believe in such things he's maybe he spoke into existence the universe and therefore You're, you, you this is a dumb bit can we move on <laughs> <laughs> you have to commit to the bit God. no you don't if it's dumb you bail mm, i don't know i don't think that's how it works um in this podcast that's how it works well then that's why we don't have as many good bits how about that what else you got? <laughs> so anyway, so I was looking for charisma. So when looking for charismatic um, races to bring, um, the main ones that have the biggest pluses to charisma are half-elf. They have a plus two, and then you can add another plus one anywhere else. But I feel like we've done a good amount of half-elves, and I didn't want to do that. So I wanted to see if there was anything else that had a plus two to charisma. And there was an uh, Asimar and also a Seder. But so when trying to think, okay, what else would be the best like additional racial stat to like improve? Con and Dex are generally just two good stats to always have higher because Con will give you more health and Dex will give you a higher AC. So this is a very just long way of saying I went with Seder, because Seder gets a plus one to Dex. <laughs> <laughs> this but, is a very long way of saying I didn't do any of that stuff. No, I mean I did. <laughs> Dex, satyrs get a plus one to dex and a plus two to charisma. But I'm just just putting it out there that there can be an argument made for an, uh, uh, I forget the Asimar that has a plus one to con and plus two to charisma. I think it's Scourger or Scourged. Um, uh, Asimar could work as a, as a min-maxed like bard um, as well as a half-elf, obviously. Half-elf you can kind of put as any min-maxed thing um, that is because they get a plus one anywhere you want it, but with a plus two to charisma. Always helps. And then a human, obviously, plus one's all the way across the board. But I thought a satyr bard would be fun because we've only ever made one other satyr. And uh, we've already made a half-elf bard as well as a – and changeling was another one that had plus two because we, we already made a changeling bard. So, yeah. You know what confuses me about satyrs? What? I want to know what's in the satyr sack in Hades. Is it poop? Is it satyr poop? Because you feed it to uh, whatever it is. It's a de- delectable treat to the three-headed dog, mm-hmm. whose name I forget wow. right now. Um, okay. Is it a sack full of satyrs? Okay. Are they eating satyrs? I mean, I don't know a what sack it is. full of satyrs yeah, would be a lot. 
That's a, like they're. Do you know what's in the Seder sack? I don't. I have not played Hades nearly as much as you have. If you want to Google it, you want to do a quick Google of Seder sack. Seder sack sounds like a, a fantasy world version of like Chicken Shack. Come on down to Seder sack. We got all the best fictions here for you here at the Seder sack. We got we got them our coca fingers. <laughs> we got we got we got them goblin bites. We got the all all sorts of good goods in here. You get the roasted potatoes. Um, Jesus, stop. Mmm, <laughs> Shader Shack. I don't, know how, I don't know how many times I've told you that Lloyd can just edit out dead air. We don't need the sound of your voice 24-7. We do, though. I can talk now. The stitches are out. It feels great. I have I less I teeth in my to mouth. Record. My tongue can do more. <laughs> but, I mean... Um, so I don't know why it's called a Seder Sack. It's, de- it's described as a stinky sack with an unknown content that Cerberus seems to love. But that's just the g- game. Like, is there not something from Mythos that that's pulled from? Like, did you just look up like know. Haiti? Like, you can't even Google. What is? I googled what is in the Seder sack in Hades. Yeah, but don't, okay, just just go Seder sack mythology, because everything in that game is pulled from actual mythology. Thank you. Right? Am I wrong? Quit man, quit mansplaining to me. I will mansplain all over your face, <laughs> sir. It's all about Hades. Seder sacks is a thing for the game. That's it. Yep. So it's a stinky sack full of unknown contents. Moving on. <laughs> you 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 went here. This was your avenue. I was just trying to help you explore it, good sir. Okay. Anyways, the only avenue I want is Ocean Avenue. I remember the look in your eye when I told you that this was goodbye. Oh. Is that it? Pure bliss. Okay, you're just not gonna. You're not engaging with any of my bits, and I don't know how I feel about it. Are my bits not good enough? Because you? you haven't you haven't given me an excited one yet. Ugh, an exciting one. I'll keep throwing out bits. <laughs> just wait for one stick. Um, but yeah. Anyways, so we have a Seder Bard. That's why I decided to try and min max with this. Um, and the interesting thing, when again looking at skill proficiencies for Bard, you essentially get to pick any three skills you want um, to be uh, your that you're proficient in. Um, your saving throws are dex and charisma. So when I was trying to think, okay, what other things do we want to have so that we can have uh, good skills across the board? Most of these checks also with uh bard, you get a jack of all trades, which means you can add half your proficiency to any, um, check at a certain point. So at second level, so that's cool already. So you're really going to have that. But then when I was looking at Seder for skills, you get uh proficiency in performance and persuasion. Um, so those are going to be things already big for bards. So like, it just allows you to cover even more of those skills. You could essentially, I think at a not too high a level, have almost all skills that you're proficient in. Um, so all of them, not all of them, but almost all of them, because you get three from the bard background and then you get two more from okay. your race thing and or not bard background, bard class. And so that's five right off the bat there. And then within your background, and so, nice segue to that. I decided I wanted to go with a fortune teller background because how fun. But also, when looking at their skill proficiencies, you can add perception, insight, or, or insight or persuasion with this background. So, giving you perception already and insight. So, right off the bat, that's seven. You get seven skills that you're proficient in, which, granted, is not all of them, but that's just off the bat. And then, depending what bard college you choose, within the bard colleges, if you go bard of lore which is what I was kind of thinking I was leading towards with this, but I think we, we can discover it based on what we end up rolling. Um, 
Bard of Lore, you get three more proficiencies on top of that. So you could have 10. So at third level, you could have 10 skills that you're proficient in with jack-of-all-trades then on top of that. Meaning, nice. So most of your skills, you would be rolling at a pretty high level. Um, this is uh, this is your best min-max character. And I think it's because you took the time beforehand to figure out what background you wanted. That's Okay. Okay. You're probably right. Um, <laughs> let's see. Like, there's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. There's only 18 skills. So if by third level you can have 10 of them that you're proficient in and then the other 8 you get to add half your proficiency to, you're going to be rolling pretty okay <laughs> on on any of your checks. These aren't saves, but yeah. Yeah, it's pretty broken. Pretty b- 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 broken. But I mean, how many times? I mean, and so right off the bat, right, we're already going to for sure have persuasion, which as a bard will be good. Uh, you're going to have, uh, what was the perception, which comes from the, the background of, why did I forget what it is? Uh, sight, uh, fortune teller, which is <laughs> the one you use the most. Perception checks are used the most. And then insight also comes from fortune teller. And then what was the other one you get for Seder? Uh Performance. Performance and persuasion, which again, as a bard, yeah, you're gonna, yeah, I don't know. I'm excited. That's where I'm at. That's all I brought. That's where, that's where we're, we're at. Uh, do you have any thoughts? Nope. Cool. Um, <laughs> so I'll give you my thoughts. I think that out of all of the quote unquote min max characters you've made, this one is being set up for the most success in that regard. Right. I, I am excited about that. Then, now if we get to the second tier of things we will be rolling on, um, I decided to bring two other additional things to roll on a motivation just because I like having those. And I think it could be interesting to see uh, what we get for that from the 101 uh, background. Dalmatians? Yes. The, uh, there's 101 Dalmatians and you're Cruella de Vil and you have to run around whichever one you're able to grab first. If you look under its belly, uh, there's a, a motivation to do for the rest of your life that you then have to train that dog and carry on um, and, and do that. That doesn't seem very Quella-like. I think the motivation's inside the dog, and you have to gut it to get it. <laughs> did you see? Did you see the uh, Emma Stone uh, Cruella movie? No, I wouldn't fucking it, scorn my eyes with that garbage. It's actually not that bad. I doubt it. It's it's weird, and I don't get why what happened, like why they went the way they did at the end with it. But I liked it a lot more than I thought I was going to because they essentially make it a pop punk British pop punk. Uh, uh, fashion like design underground design movie that just yeah it's it's interesting it's interesting. All I know is that she hates Dalmatians. So they like killed her mom, which, which is, is weird. Totally which stupid. Which is very weird. Yes, that is one of the weirder bits of it. Like they like the parts of that movie that are weird are the parts that are clearly tied to the history we know of Cruella. But the other times when they let it just be its own unique story, very good. And plus Emma Stone's great. <laughs> Emma Stone just yeah. Anyways, yeah, well, everyone's got to have some stinkers under their belt. It's not a bad movie. They're probably going to make it. So now in Zombieland 3, when they kill Emma Stone, (laughs) we can go, do you have any regrets? She can go, Cruella, maybe. She'll be working on the sequel to Cruella, which will (laughs) just be called DeVille, because of course. (laughs) (laughs) I'd be more likely to go see the sequel if that Zombieland 3 bit (laughs) happens before that movie came out. Like, respect. (laughs) Respect. (laughs) Well, so do you know the story behind why Bill Murray regrets, regrets, why he regrets Garfield? There's a, other than the fact that it was bad, there's more than that. Yeah, he didn't understand what it was. He he literally... He doesn't know what Garfield is? He got the script sent to him, and it was written by someone with the last name of Cohen. He thought it was one of the Cohen brothers. 
<laughs> so, because Bill Murray also has a very this is what I've what I've heard. He doesn't he hasn't he doesn't really have like an agent the same way most other ones do where they go out and filter through projects and they'll bring him something. He literally just has a voicemail. <laughs> so we can just like kind of run things through for him. And what he said is that he got the script sent to him. Saw it was one of the Coens kind of skimmed through it, saw he was doing VO work, and he's like, you know what, it might be interesting to see what the Coen brothers kind of do with like a, you know, Garfield kind of like whatever type type <laughs> movie. It was only once he showed up to the premiere <laughs> that he realized it wasn't the Coen brothers. It took that long. Because <laughs> he was just reading. He was just reading the lines. He didn't, he didn't know. Because <laughs> it was all just VO work. <laughs> so like that's the whole, like he literally didn't, and that's where he's like, it's on me. I didn't do the research. I didn't look into it. It was whatever. <laughs> so that's why he says he regrets Garfield. <laughs> gotcha. Um, but anyways, so motivation, want to roll on that. And then I also want to roll in a dark gift because um, I was also looking at and I found um, something I added to our useful links page um, that I think is very cool. That is uh, another so the site we use, D&D and dwiki.com has a whole page of like cursed items that are just homebrewed things and some of these were fun but like i didn't want to i don't know i want to look through them a little bit more but i would just if someone's if someone's looking for something on here there was like a, a doll what was it i think it was like was it gill or louis the doll that was like a, a ventriloquist doll that you attuned to and like it, it seemed interesting, but I liked the idea of there being something dark about this fortune teller. But instead of going into a crazy homebrewed path of one of these items, I was like, you know what? We still have some dark gifts we haven't used yet, right? From Ravenloft. Is that, yes. is that with the book? Okay. Um, and so I wanted to potentially roll on one of those. I think there are six left. If when I looked online, I think we'd used two of eight so far. So I want to roll a D6 to figure out uh, what dark gift we potentially want uh, this Satar Bard fortune teller to have. Um, and that's it. That's where I'm at. That's it's been a long time since I've been able to just to talk into the void. I missed it. God damn it. So, Nathan, since I've been doing all this talking, would you like to roll first? Do you want me to roll? Yeah. Do you want to roll a D100? I get to play the game? You can play the game. Roll, roll your D100. A D100? Yeah. Unless you want me to do it. I know two dice can be a bit much. Forty-one. Forty-one, good sir. All right, here we go. Forty-one. <clears throat> Locate the tower of a legendary wizard that was rumored to have created an artifact that could change common items into gold. So there we go. Say that again. I'm just going to copy and paste it over there for you. Uh, I'm almost done typing it. Okay. Locate the tower of a legendary wizard that was rumored to have created an artifact that could change common items into gold awesome thanks yeah that's fun simple enough sounds greedy yeah or there can be reasons there could be other reasons we can get into it it could be a lot of things okay so then for the nope only greed i have decided okay that's fair done that's also fair (laughs) i mean you know i've played i've played this game with you before (laughs) um all right dark gift next or what yes i'm rolling on the dark gift so the ones if i'm remembering correctly so we have used uh, Living Shadow, right? That was the one I used for uh, the tiefling druid that wanted to be a dwarven crafter or whatever. His shadow came alive, right? And he would argue. Sure. Okay. And then the other one we used is Mistwalker, correct? Because that was for your pirate. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. So 
That means we have Echoing Soul, Gathered Whispers, Second Skin, Symbiotic Being, Touch of Death, and Watchers left. So, <laughs> I, I essentially figured I'm going to roll a d6, just remove uh, Living Shadow and Mistwalker, and then that's what we're going to go with. So I'm rolling a d6. Okie dokie. And I rolled a six, which means Watchers. This one, it was actually, yes, I like this one, so I'll read it. <clears throat> There's something particularly terrifying about creatures that just watch you. No interactions or words, just an ever-present gaze upon you. As a result of your dark gift, you are constantly under the surveillance of small, shadowy creatures. While they may seem to pass off as whatever creature they are disguised as, there is a general feeling of maliciousness behind their eyes. Maliceness behind their eyes. Um, you, you can never get rid of them as they stay just out of reach. Rolling on the watcher's table when you take the, this dark gift, those beasts may take the form of birds, insects, or cats. However, they might instead be glowing orbs, animated objects, or floating eyes. Uh, the watcher's dark gift gives you the following abilities. Borrowed eyes. <laughs> For one hour, you can influence the presence that is guiding the watchers. This gives you advantage on intelligence, investigation, and wisdom perception checks, uh, and you can't be blinded. Uh, you can do this once per long rest. However, with the, there's also the dread presence with it. When making a charisma, so either deception, performance, or persuasion check against a creature that can see the watchers, you have disadvantage. Additionally, you have disadvantage on saving throws against the scrying spell. Um, you can attempt to hide the watchers. It takes one minute of work and a DC 15 charisma save, animal handling check, um, Succeeding on the check suppresses your bar, uh, borrowed eyes and dread presence, presence for features for an hour. Uh, you can only successfully do this once per long rest. So essentially, you just have like little little creatures constantly following you. That's gross. Um, do you have the Ravenloft book available there? Because I'm curious if there's actually a table with this one that's not online. Um, um, to, yeah. To see if we can roll on it and see what these creatures maybe look like, just for flavor. Or we can... We could, we could just decide to based on the story um, if we're not able to uh, find like an actual table. You know what? This would be great. Give me one second. Okay. Should I slam things around and cuss and scream like I'm going through like a sure? Cabinet? We could do a whole bit out of this. God damn it! Yep. Ah. Oh no, Nathan! No, put down that priceless valuable. Oh no, you you Ooh. broke it. Oh, it's all over the floor. Are those ashes ah. in there? Oh no, that must have been an urn. Oh, I found it. Oh, cool. It was inside the urn. <laughs> oh, got it. Geez. I had to fight back some creatures to get it. Yep. Yep. I, I went through the whole description of how you broke an urn to, to get it. So, All right. So what are we doing? Uh, look under dark gifts and then watchers. See if there's a table uh, there because it says rolling on the watchers table when you take this dark gift. Uh, these beasts may take the form of birds, insects, or cats. I'm assuming there's more than just those three as potential options. Because, again, it could just be, like, woodland creatures. We could also... I was thinking of just having it be a fox that just follows this thing. But that's because... Um, there is no list. There isn't? What the fuck is this? I'm just, I'm just kidding. Oh, God. There's <laughs> oh. eight of them. Okay. So do you want to roll that D8, then? Yeah, I do. Since I know what they all are, I yep. feel like I have a lot of power in the situation. Yep. Yep. Ooh, what the fuck? Would you roll a nine? 
No, I haven't oh, rolled yet. Okay. I'm reading. <laughs> I rolled an eight. Ooh, what is that? How would I roll a nine? That's, that, oh, was, that's that, that was the joke. Either were. That was the joke. No, you did tell me. That was, <laughs> that's why. Yeah. Um, venomous vermin. Scorpions, serpents, and spiders. Oh, fucking A. <laughs> God damn. Jake, there's spiders watching you everywhere no, you go. No, they could be scorpions. No, there's spiders watching you everywhere Fuck you go. You. Fuck you. Scorpions are basically spiders. Scorpions. desert spiders. They're cooler. <laughs> they glow in the dark. Could be snakes. In blue and black lights. They could be snakes. Could be little snakes. There. No, it's spiders. Fuck you. This would be better if it's Fuck spiders. You. I don't like spiders. Everyone knows Do that. you want to know what number two is? What? I don't know how this makes any goddamn sense. <laughs> But item number two is inescapable judgments, <laughs> which is animated tools of punishment, drifting eyeballs, and religious icon- iconography. Oh, okay. So it's like, <laughs> just... or there's un, or there's unnatural observers, which is like animated objects, clockwork devices, otherworldly voyeurs. Oh man, some str- strange shit. Just well, I feel like spiders <laughs> in some ways almost more more easier. <laughs> spiders is dope yeah then trying to figure those out um all right cool everywhere you go you've got spiders i always feel like spiders are watching me yeah it's not the same ring to it and i have no privacy okay whoa i every time you poop you're just gonna be pooping looking at the ground all of a sudden you like look up take a deep breath in at the end of a long hard day and there's a spider staring at you with all eight how many eyes do they have they have more eight no that's legs do they have eight eyes as well um, I don't know. I think they have but, more eyes. Uh, I think they have, like, you're vulnerable. Ha! I don't like it. Pants and you're on your ankles. Well, the thing I will say is, it does say <laughs> they just gaze upon you. There's no interaction. Yeah, they're just staring at you. Uh, honestly, I would almost rather it come at me, like no, fight me, bitch, no. and then just sit there and see, stare at me. See, I almost would think I would enjoy spiders or any sort of insect with more than four legs more if I knew it was not going to ever approach me. It was just going to be there because, like. In L.A., like, I've seen cockroaches before, and my issue with them is never that they're there. It's that they come at me with a confidence that I don't have in myself, all right? <laughs> like, they, they, they try it, and it's like, I don't know. Like, I'm afraid of being mugged by a cockroach more so than anything That's because else. L.A. cockroaches are they're almost sentient. They f- some of them Pretty can Pretty soon, fly. they're going to— Some of them can yeah. fly, all right? It is horrifying. So, um, if some, I— Most spiders have eight eyes. Oh, some really? have as many as 12. Okay. Okay, so eight, eight's not wrong first but but either way again if i knew that i saw a spider and i just knew it was never going to actually come at me i'd be okay with that because for me spiders always freak me out when i see it and then it's gone and i'm like oh shit where did it go you know they're more afraid of you than you are of them yeah but but fuck off unless you're paying rent i don't want you in my apartment (laughs) some spiders actually most like creepy crawly things are more defensive than they are offensive like they'll fuck you up because you fucked up you might not know you fucked up, but like it was your fault. Your face washed into their web, you know, True. and then they're gonna fuck you up. I agree. And so. as someone that constantly is fucking up, I get it. But it doesn't <laughs> it doesn't mean <laughs> that I'm okay with it. I actually, I've actually have gotten better with it because I have a tree um, that I have outside uh, on my balcony, and there's like little spiders in there that will actually clear out mites and different things from from it. Yeah. So like, I've kind of just let them. Like, okay, I get it. You're okay. I mean, I'm not a, I'm not by any means a bug lover. Like creepy crawlies creep me out too, yeah. but I understand their purpose. Mm-hmm. Like I'm really conflicted about my living status in the state of Michigan because I dislike it, mm-hmm. but at the same time, like the amount of things that live in this mitten with me that can kill me are very low. 
Fair. And it's like if I were to move somewhere warmer, like I would like to, and specific and more specifically west warm, not humid South Florida warm. Mm-hmm. There's more things that can kill me just by like putting a shoe on. You know, you put a shoe on, and all of a sudden there's a fucking brown recluse in it, and it fucks you up. The thing I will say you though know? is in Michigan, like, I saw a far higher amount of centipedes than i ever saw and granted most centipedes don't want anything to do with you and aren't trying to fuck you up but the way they move oh. centipedes are disgusting absolutely oh. disgusting oh. Is... especially like the really gross amazonian ones that are like thick and fat okay okay oh. we we, are, we need to move on we are those things follow you around on. we're moving on <laughs> it follows you jake and we're stares moving, at you we're moving on i just peaked all my audio we're moving on <laughs> No, we can't move on. This is a part of this character's story. Yeah, well, then we'll figure out why it's a part of their goddamn there are creepy, story. creepy, icky crawlies following this person around all the time. Stop it. So this, per- this. So this person just has constant anxiety. Cool. Great. Relatable. <laughs> um, let's go to the background, which I will say, I didn't even read through. I was just like, ooh, this looks fun. So It's a lot. If you plan on reading all of this, I'd no. prefer you let me do it. Or just read a chunk of it. You, you read the first paragraph, I'll read the second one. How about that? Fine. We'll do that. That's a fair compromise. Look at me being an adult. <laughs> um. <laughs> I will mail you, you your cookie, sir. Oh, you know what? I'll just text Chelsea. Tell her you get a treat. And then she'll come in with your Aww. treat. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. I'm writing something down because I decided that I needed to write down moments when we make funnies so i can put them on tiktok anyway (laughs) wow cool we did it guys we did it i made a funny apparently yeah um okay so first paragraph background fortune teller folks ready you want me to asmr it no (laughs) because now you're making fun of me you are a kind of diviner god i hate how these fucking morons (laughs) write this shit (laughs) god damn it you are a kind of diviner who makes a name for themselves doing things like tarot, palm reading, and the like. Sometimes it is for profit, and other times you are a sibyl of the city, perhaps, in a royal court. Your tongue can commune, supposedly, with forces beyond mortal understanding, reaching into the fate that entwines all planes of existence. You may be self-employed, traveling the lands and reading fortunes, setting up shop here and there. Perhaps you cater to a selectly powerful circle of those who use you to plan their next steps in the world. Armies are known to consult words to ensure their odds in battle. They come to people like you. Are your abilities real, though? Or are you merely a swindler? (laughs) The first question to ask yourself when making a fortune teller is, Are you really a fortune teller? Do you actually have the expertise in divination magic? Or do you just know how to read a person and tell them what they want? You should have good eyes either way and be able to glean a lot from just a glance of a person. So you may be able to manipulate their deepest desires and point out their lies. Okay, that's it. I'm done. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's it, there's a lot of different ways you could be essentially a traveling like gypsy fortune teller thing, or actually be like a well employed like fortune teller or anything in between. Um, Look how stupid these people are. What is there a list somewhere that says? Hi, yeah, there's a list. Stupid. There's a list. Go scroll down for the Twitch. 
Okay. Look at this. D10 for your specialization. How many are listed there? <laughs> for everyone at home, it's eight. <laughs> There's eight listed, and it says D10. They just didn't clarify. Okay, you know what? So they can see the future. They just can't see right now, this person. Because <laughs> that's, gotcha. that's the thing, too. Is I almost think of uh, Trelawney from Harry Potter, right? Mr. Trelawney, or uh, Professor Trelawney, yeah. who is exactly that. So has such a clear sight of the future, she's blind to the present. <laughs> Like that is, <laughs> that's a fun way to also think about potentially playing someone like this. That is amazing, though. That it says D ten. <laughs> God damn it! Okay, um, who rolled last? Um, I think I did. You did. Okay, you rolled the dark gift. I did. So yes, would you like to roll the specialization? Yeah, if you want it. Um. Yes. I hope you're a smoke reader. That'd be dope because then you could like means. smoke cigars. Well, so in my brain, it well, here's what it means. Um, Whatever the fuck. You ready to have your mind blown? You read smoke? Yeah, you read smoke. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. But in my mind, you would like take a drag out of a pipe or something and blow that in the air and read that smoke. Or you could just light like incense and read the smoke that comes off that. Like you just read smoke. Or dog. you light someone on fire and see how they smoke. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Smoke says uh, you're gonna die. <laughs> smoke, smoke says right, you you're having a bad day. Yeah. All right. I rolled a four, which makes you an exorcist. What? That's not a. Okay, so they, I'm just I'm gonna say just like demons. Then they're 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 keen keen on demons in some way. That's what we're gonna take from that. Yeah, that's stupid. Let me let me do a quick Google. Let me see Exorcist Fortune Teller. See if that's a... I feel like... So, I, there's... It says D10 for specialization. There's eight things listed here, and I feel like you only need six. <laughs> this is just all sorts of fucked up. Like, get rid of... Ex- what the hell's a table knocker? That sounds racist. <laughs> <laughs> like, that sounds like a t- an insult. A slur of some sorts. I think. I think. I think we get rid. I think we do this website a favor. We get rid of Exorcist and we get rid of Table Knocker, and we re- we re-roll a D six. Well, well, wait. So if we're getting rid of them, you roll the D four. We just make it a Bone Reader, so we don't have to change the roll. Or that. Hmm. What if I just roll Bone Reader? Would be sweet because I recently. Um, I've been watching the Pirates of the Caribbean trilogy, and that one chick like whispers into the bones, and throws them on the yeah. ground. Yeah, and there and there is a spell in D anD. d It's called uh, augury or uh, aragor uh, augury. Fuck, I forget how to pronounce it. But essentially, it's that you roll bones, and you either get uh, way woe or something else. There's like three responses. It's essentially like commune in a way. Um, hmm. Yeah, I don't like Exorcist. It's not really like. What does that even mean for a fortune? It just makes teller? no sense. What, yeah, what does that mean? Yeah, for it makes a, no sense. Like, is it just chasing demons? That's not even really like fortune teller y in, in some way. I don't like it. Okay. So, you know what? I know. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. What were you going to say? I was going to say, I know we try to keep things random and roll with whatever we, we roll. roll, but these these backgrounds are also homebrewed. Yeah. And as you can tell, sometimes by morons. 
Um, so just not just the, <laughs> that makes no, it makes no sense. Not necessarily morons. They're just not detail oriented. All right, it's different. No, um, they're idiots. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna roll then. I'll roll, and so we're getting rid of Exorcist and Table Knocker. Table Knocker. Then I'm rolling a D6 because you rolled a D8, right? What if? <laughs> Yeah, I rolled the eight. But what if like table knocker is like you walk in, imagine you set the scene. Let's see. You know, you walk into this tent to get your fortune told, and there's someone presumably dead with their head on a table, and they're just waiting for someone to knock on it. It's like this dude this dude asleep? The fuck's going on? <laughs> fortune teller t- Essentially I think it I'm looking I, I looked up table knocker. They're just types of gypsies, paper fortune teller. Like, yeah, no, it's not like a it's not really like a thing, thing. So, yeah, I agree. Okay, so we're getting rid of table knocker, fortune tell, or table knocker and exorcist. Rolling a d6 for the specialization. Here we go. Here we go. Yes. Rolling. I rolled a three. Palm reader. Great. Perfect. <laughs> Simple enough. <laughs> we know what it means. <laughs> okay, moving on to the actual characteristics now. Wait, what is this? Sign reader. The feature is sign reader. The feature is not always clear. Even to you, unlike a mystic, you don't even get vision so clearly. Instead, you see them in the natural world surrounding you. At the DM's discretion, you may notice small, subtle hints of odd patterns or portents portents that you can interpret and decipher. Okay, that's just I don't want to do that. If if someone wants to use that as a as a feature, go ahead. Use sign reader. I don't like it. Um, but now we're a personality trait, good sir. Would you like to roll the d6 since we? We traded off rolls on uh, the specialization. Yeah. You put oh, oh. five. All right. I feel more comfortable outdoors than inside claustrophobic spaces. Nice, and that works very nicely for a satyr. Alrighty then. I'm going to roll my impending duff die that he gave me for when his son was born. So here we go. Here we go for ideal. See what the ideal of this bard satyr is. Oh, I missed the. I rolled a one, which is freedom. I am a I'm a free spirit, unbounded by the laws of man, which comes with chaotic alignment. You said freedom wrong. Freedom? You said it wrong. What did I say? You gotta go freedom Yeah no. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Don't like it. He's not brave of heart, this person. I mean, he might be. We don't know yet. You don't know that. That's true. <laughs> All right, roll bomb. I gotta roll a D4. I hate rolling a D4. Why? It's a, my least favorite die to roll. Because it's just... It just, like, lands. <laughs> it lands, like, with such, like, a laziness to it. It's like, you hit, it hits the Sticks. fucking tray, and it's like, here I am. <laughs> it's like once you've been married for, like, 20 years, you go to do it, and it's like, well, here we are. It's gonna smash our faces into each other now. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, smash your faces into each other. What are you doing? Are you headbanging? Is that not how you have sex? No one ever taught me. Slamming faces into each other? <laughs> Jesus. Or it's like the turtles and finding Nemo. <laughs> <laughs> Roll your D four. I-, I rolled a two. All right. Should my discoveries come to light, they could bring ruin to the world. Okay. Okay, cool. That's uh there's stakes for you, everyone. There you go. Um all right. How many ounces? Uh a good good like, you know, T bone. Good like seven ah. seven ounces. 
It's usually even ounces, t- isn't it? A T-bone is would not be just seven ounces. It's a small T-bone. It's a lowercase T-bone. First off, there's a T-bone inside of it. That's yeah. automatically going to add more weight. No. It's a, like a bird bone. It's just hollow. <laughs> That's a wishbone T-bone. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm rolling flaw for D6. Last one. I rolled a six. Oh, damn it. <laughs> Why? Which one did you? I'll read, I'll read what it I'm is. Bu- six is I'll say anything to avoid extra work. Um, I was putting five energy out there. I'm a fraud who keeps on lying. Those two aren't far off, though. I'll say anything to avoid. Ooh, number work. one would be cool. I never want to use my gifts to help people. <laughs> oh, okay. So those are Whoops, I accidentally copied and pasted what I wanted instead of what you rolled. Oh, of course. Classic, classic Nate influence. Um, bah, 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 bah. all right, cool. So now let's get to stats and we're going to, again, do since we're min maxing this, I want to place these. So we're going to roll 46, take away the lowest and then see what all the numbers are and then place them in order of importance. Okie dokie. So you first, good sir. This is not good. Okay. I rolled a uh, one, two, three, five. So a 10? Yeah, I think so. 5 plus 3 is 8, plus 2 is 10. Oh, yeah. Okay, so we got a 10 right in the middle. Great. Rolling my D6s. Also not good. Oh, no. I rolled a 3, 2, 2, 2. That's a 7. <laughs> Yikes. All right, next. I rolled a 1, 2, 5, 4. So that's an 11. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Okay, here we go. Uh, That's enough low numbers. I appreciate it. As someone that is always chasing those low numbers, we got them. Thank you, universe. Let's let's try and write this ship. Better. I rolled a 6651, so that's a 17. Holy balls. Almost the best you can roll. I rolled, I think, the same thing as my last roll. 2354. Two, three, five, um, four. So eight plus four, whatever that is. Twelve. Also, you didn't put this. Okay, there you go. Cool. All right. It's there. Yep, yep. Last roll. My, my screen was frozen. Um, last roll. Here we go. Let's see. We've got, we've got a good good array right now. Ooh, good thing that swung over. That was almost bad. Um, so I rolled a six, five, three, one. So that is 14. This this is great. This is a great array of numbers. You have really high one and a really low one, and then some some nice ones right in the middle. I like this. Yeah, this could have been point by. Yeah, maybe. So I don't know how many points you get, but um, I don't know why mine keeps freezing and not updating on my end. Did you type in the last number? Yep, fourteen's there. Yeah, not not for me. Maybe you should close some tabs. You can't. You don't know how many tabs I got. Uh, too many. <laughs> There's no way you have just two. Do you, do you want There's no way it's just Twitch in this doc. Do you want to do an over under? How many tabs are open on just this window? Yes. Um. So, do you give me a number, and I guess the over under is that how no, you want no, to do no, no, it? No, no, no. So you you put out a number, and I'll tell you if it's over or under it. Oh. Okay. Then my number is nine over and a half it's over. It's over that. Yeah, I knew that. I was going to say 12. It is 12. I have 12. Hey! 
I'm a fortune teller, baby. <laughs> um, okay, cool. So, we know the most important stat is charisma. So, let's put that 17 right there. Boop, boop. Yeah? That's not true. I'm just kidding. It's true. It's for Bard. For this min-max Bard? Yup. It's and absolutely true. And they get the plus two from uh, Seder. Seder. So, there we go. Boom. 19. Off the bat. Sorry, with a 19 charisma. Get at me. Um, and then the next thing... And this is where, again, like, depending how you want to play the bard, I don't think dex is... Oh, see, that's what's weird is now we both type the same thing. And uh, it's just awkward for all of us. I've got this. Okay. You don't do anything. Oh, wow. I try to do things. What do you mean I don't do anything? Um, I said you don't. I mean, I'm telling... I know. I'm being a dick. <laughs> Man, mommy. So... Dex is important, but so is Khan. Let's figure out where we want to put the seven. What do we think is the least important? Maybe it's just strength. But that means they're at yeah. athletics and... Hmm. If you want to min-max this character correctly... You want Dex and Khan to be the next highest, I would believe. Yeah. Wisdom is good for a lot of saves. There, there are. There's not many strength saves. There are a lot of strength checks. But there's not many times when you have to make a strength save if you're trying to save. What makes you roll perception? Wisdom. Wisdom is your perception. Then wisdom, I think, needs to be the next highest thing. Okay, well... Because imagine... Here's what I'm here's what I'm, situ- here's what I'm thinking. Imagine, like... You're a fortune teller, right? Yeah. Um, if you wanted to perceive something... Like, if you were to ask your DM, like, Hey, can I tell if this person's lying or not? And your wisdom's fucking trash. True. I feel like it just takes... I feel like that takes the immersion of being a roll teller if your wisdom's not good. Fair. The the thing I would say is, if we put the 14 in dex, though, that increases... Oh, wait, no. AC, AC works is what? 8 plus your dex modifier, right? I think. I think so. If I'm remembering correctly. Uh, hit points. Why am I forgetting how you freaking figure out your AC? No, okay. Um, Either way. Um, I was just trying to think if, if it's worth having an odd number because we get a plus one to AC or plus one to Dex right now with Seder. So if we're looking at odd numbers, that would already be almost better as the 11 anyways, right? Because if we put the 14 at Dex, that only makes it 15 um, and it doesn't give you the, the additional plus. So I, 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 I'm I'm trying to agree with you. I'm just trying to think through because Dex is the other one I was thinking I would want to be the next highest. But if we have a 14 wisdom, then we could have a 12 Dex if we put the 11 there even, um, which I think could be good. So, yeah, put the 14 wisdom. And 11 in Dex? 11 in Dex would make that 12, and then we can put the other 12 in Intelligence? You wouldn't want to put it in con? Make your health kind of good? Yeah, you could get that additional plus one to the health right off the bat. Um, I guess it doesn't it doesn't truly matter. Uh, 10 intelligence would just mean you're... Yeah, yeah let's do that. 12, 12 con, 10 intelligence, 7 strength. Bam. All right, baby. That's all she wrote for the stats. I like it. We got the, we got the own stats. Super weak. They have a. I mean, with a seven, what is that? A negative two. Just a negative one. I can think of two to your strength. 
well, wouldn't so ten, and then you go down to eight would be negative one, and then would be negative six would be negative two, right? Let me see. I always the negatives always throw me off for this. So seven is negative two. Yeah, you're right. Oh, yeah, that's what I said. Negative two. It's six to seven is negative two. Oh, what else? And so I, I opened the the simple language for each stat. So a, a seven in strength means difficulty pushing an object of their weight. <laughs> yeah. So so hopefully they're not playing like a harp or something heavy. Nope, just a pan flute. They're a satyr. Come on. Um, what's a nineteen charisma look like though? Nineteen charisma says immediately likable by many people, subject of favorable talk. Yeah, that's the satyr baby. Um, okay, cool. Do you want to do a quick recap then? Sure, I can do a quick recap. Okay, I'm done. Re- oh, I, thought, I thought you were rewinding. Wow, I didn't. I didn't realize that was you speaking forward. I apologize. Yeah. Do you want to do a, a slightly slower recap, sir? Okay. <laughs> I guess so. Um. <laughs> Sorry, I crack myself up. I'm aware you do. Um, all right, so Jake, we're still on this min max and train. We're not getting off anytime soon. True, true. Um, so, but this time he did a good boy job and <laughs> Fuck you. gets a pat on the head because he brought the background class and race all right out of the gate, which are like the important things to figure out how your proficiencies and really min max in this bad boy. So, we got the class of bard because bard comes after barbarian. So there you go. Um, next thing we chose is a satyr because you get additions to charisma. And then fortune teller because that also gives you proficiencies and things that are charisma related. So those are the three things that were predetermined. Next we rolled on the motivation. Locate the tower of a legendary wizard that was rumored to have created an artifact that can change common items into gold. Next we rolled on a dark gift because those are kind of sweet and Jake likes them. Uh, we got watchers. Which is essentially something out there is constantly watching you. You're just under surveillance by stuff. Um, and we rolled, I didn't write it down, I'll do it right now, but we rolled on what is watching this character. And it is uh, Venomous Vermin. So, spiders. <laughs> or scorpions or snakes. <laughs> it's spiders. Um, and then. And then, and then, and then, and then, and then. And then we rolled on the specialization on the background. What kind of, um, damn it, Jake, <laughs> what kind of, um, fortune teller that you are. And this character is a palm reader. Then we rolled on the, all the other stuff within the background. We got personality trait. I feel more comfortable outdoors than in, than inside claustrophobic spaces. Ideal is freedom. I'm a free spirit unbound by the laws of man. Chaotic alignment. Bond. Should my discoveries come to light, they could bring ruin to the world. Flaw. I'll say anything to avoid extra work. Then we rolled stats, which we rolled all of them at once and placed them in the best spots, because that's how you min-max people. Um, we got a strength of 7, a dex of 11, plus 1 equals 12, con is 12, intelligence is 10, wisdom is 14, and then charisma, we rolled a 17, plus 2, gets a 19. So All right. That's where we are. Oh, Is that right. slow enough for you? Yeah, it was a lot better. Thank you. Um, Thanks. So I think as far as trying to figure out this guy's background, I want to either start with the motivation, which is like why they might be trying to find this tower or this wizard, or kind of like the the bond. 
right? So I think there's three things in this that are interesting, kind of like tent poles. The their motivation to find the, the tower, the the bond, which is should my discoveries come to light, bring ruin to the world, or even the fact that what, this dark gift, like where did this dark gift come from, and is it connected to any of these things, right? Because okay. I think we could, and just even just saying that we can maybe tie the dark gift of these watchers to the bond, right? Should my discoveries come to light, they could bring ruin to the world. Maybe part of their discoveries has something to do with why they're being watched. Okay. Um, in some way. Um, what do you think? Do you have anything that excites you about that? So I think here's what I think. This is where my brain just went. My brain thoughts. Mm-hmm. Tune in. Mm-hmm. Humming. What if, yeah, humming. <laughs> what if this character was reading a fortune uh-huh. and had an unusual experience? This was a different type of, I don't know, out of body experience they had while reading this fortune that gave them temporary sight of this wizard who learned who knows how to make common items turn into gold. But however, this wizard is also very powerful and sensed that someone learned their secret. And this was a total accident on the fortune teller's part. Mm-hmm. And then now the wizard has sent venomous vermin out to keep an eye on this character. See if they need to you know, get ready to defend their tower if the if the if the character gets too close to it. Okay, I kind of like that. So the the thing I was going to say to that extent as well is what that then also implies is that one of the questions for the fortune teller background is: Are you actually a fortune teller, or are you just a fraud? You know that that p- p- plays off as one. And I think that actually implies that they are able to, in some way, get insight into uh, um, what people. The, 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 there's yeah. some actual magic to it involved um so i like that they they discovered this and so essentially we're, we're tying all three of those then together right this tower that exists somewhere once they saw it these watchers started showing up in 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 some way and they and because what i was even going to say then is part of the downside to dread presence is you have uh disadvantage on saving throws against scrying which means this wizard would constantly be able to just almost certainly scry on you and just see where yeah. you are and constantly watch what's happening to you. Um, and the thing I was going to say is we could tie into why there's spiders even. Like th- this could be – this wizard could be a lich of some sort or be some some sort of powerful being that maybe this discovery – so should my discoveries come to light, they could bring ruin to the world. What if the watchers are trying to get – to point them in the right direction? And this tower isn't necessarily about being defended, but like it's it's the presence of this this object of whatever it is, how it could change things into gold. What if that in itself too? There's also like a curse to it in some way that the lich is then in, like a, like a lamp, like a genie lamp, right? They want it to be found so they can be released. So instead of it being they're okay. trying to defend it, maybe it's trying to be lured lured towards it. Or what do you? Th- but for bad for bad reasons. Yes. Because the Swiss is a bad person. Yes. As, or, or like yeah. some kind of lich that is trapped somewhere. Okay. Because I, I, like, the, I like the idea of it being yeah. defended, though. I just don't know. If, it, if, it, if it's trying to be defended, it's just like, if it's an evil wizard, 
and it's a, a lich and undead with like spiders and like a spider lich, right? Because that could be fun. If I'm a DM and you come to me like, hey, there might be some connection to some kind of lich that has something to do with spiders. Like, oh, okay, that's a that's a fun villainous arc <laughs> in in, yeah. in some way. Um, I'm just trying to think. Could the, I mean, because this item, this artifact that can change common items into gold, almost sounds like a perfect trap. Right for a villain of some sort to be like, yes, here, take this thing that it's a it's a bowl, and if you wash something inside the bowl, it comes out covered in gold. But for everything you Ooh. wash, it takes like part of your soul or something. And the more they they collect, like they they themselves can be reborn from the bowl or something. I don't fucking know. Like, because I think I think the thing too is here is we don't have to define what this artifact is. We just know that our character knows of it. And then I would leave yeah. it up to the DM, whatever it is, however it's tied together. We just need to like feel like, here's what my character knows. And then give the rest to the DM. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Because I think that, but that's just, like I said, an item like that that has such power. It, <laughs> if I'm an evil wizard, yeah, I'm going to make something that people think has nothing but benefits to it. And then it's slowly actually cursing you. <laughs> yeah. I agree with those words. Okay. So, who do we think... So that that's that's kind of where they're at now, right? And and what they're kind of working through. Um, who do we think they read, and why do we think they are like a for, like? Because also satyrs come from the Feywilds, right? Let me read into them a little bit. Um, let me read into them a little bit. The thing that I decided we were going to bring. Let me learn about them. Fae, I'm, right now, I'm rereading it. Calm down. So Fey, <laughs> your creature type is Fey rather than humanoid. So you, in some way are from the fae realm whether you grew up there yourself or like your parents are from there so like i i'm even just trying to think like a fun way to kind of flavor text the palm reading thing is it could just be they tap into that fae whatever and like maybe it's they're able to palm read creatures that have some sort of fae ancestral or ancestry right so like elves or half elves or um, other creatures that have interacted with the fae in some way, maybe that's how they're able to do. So they can't do palm readings on everybody, right? <laughs> it's just, or maybe their their fae abilities just give them like just enough information to where they can tell you enough generic bullshit to make you feel like you heard something profound. Okay, like you know, um, astrology signs. <laughs> sure. Well, I mean, and I think, I think what what we could kind of play with again with these watchers now is maybe there are like little fey i don't know fairies or something that they're able to like no i just don't want to give it too much the watchers are venomous vermin i know but what i'm saying is don't touch them if if there was already something like that that existed around this character and then once they get turned all of them get turned into these venomous vermin like things that now scare the shit out of this person right if like that was like oh yeah i was able to like tap into the Feywild while wherever I was standing reading somebody's palm and while I'm distracting them here, all the little like fairies and things would kind of like investigate their bag and look through things and like give me information that I could then spew back to them as like a, a palm reader in some way. If then like this aura and like presence they had to draw these creatures in, if once they found out about the dark wizard, the dark wizard's like, oh I see you're surrounded by all these little these little creatures. I'm just gonna corrupt all of them. <laughs> I'm going to turn all of them and make them into these venomous vermin. 
but like they're still attracted to you for the same way. The, the 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 watchers essentially are corrupted fae spirits that are now working for this wizard instead of our person. So they went from being like the little mice in Cinderella that help her clean up the apartment to now like undead spiders that just watch her and report back to this lich like thing. And it's like now I just want you guys to leave. You guys used to be cool. And now and now you just creep me the fuck out. <laughs> but you got too drunk and now I just want you to go home. <laughs> so I think because I think that's kind of fun, and it make it makes their. Because my thing is with the palm reader, and I like that the idea that there's some aspect of it that is true. I just don't want it to be broken, right? I don't want the someone to pick this character like, oh, I want to read their palm, and so I know everything about this NPC because of this, this, and this. Like, I want there to be some kind of dynamic to it. Where it's like, well, maybe that's how it used to be, but now because of your interaction with this, these watchers that are this dark gift, essentially. Well, the DM could just say no. Like not not every person's gonna want some stranger to touch their hand. True, also true. You can just say no, kids. <laughs> but what? Ooh, 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 actually, for the watchers, for borrowed eyes, maybe like so. For one hour, you uh, you can influence the presence that guide the watchers, giving giving you advantage on investigation and uh, perception checks. So maybe that's what they used to be able to do. So now they can kind of push that influence over these creatures, just not as much and for not as long. Because they are still corrupted. So it's like these little watchers are constantly being pulled back and forth between a more fey inter- interference and then a more necrotic undead one. Where it's like this bard is not as strong as this undead or this whatever this wizard is and their end goals are. So only for an hour a day can they really pull that in to be better at doing palm readings and stuff. Okay. Um, that works for me. Okay. So... Decisions. I like it. I'm just concrete, finalized. Yep. 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 Um, I don't think they live in a town. I kind of like the idea of them having like a traveling cart. They're a traveling cart, Fay, in some way that was tired of the Fay Wild, made some kind of deal to get over here into this land, and they're they're just kind of wandering and exploring. So they have this cart that they travel around with. I think they offer readings for one hour a day, and that's the hour when they can have advanced. What? What, do you, what is your face? <laughs> Just like, where'd, where'd the whole, like, made a deal to get out of the Fae bullshit come well, from? It's not, it's, not, it's not easy to get out of the Fae. How do you, okay, do you, do you think they were born here then? Would you rather them just be born here already and have no connection or having never been to the Fae Wild? Or what, what do you think? How how pertinent is the Fey in any of this, other than the fact that they're more Fey than humanoid? No, they are Fey. They are not humanoid. They are Fey. They are a Fey creature. And what's so wrong? What's weird about the Fey? It's a. It's gonna be Fey. It's a whole other plane of existence that anyone not from there, when they travel back in front, like if they travel to it, when they come back, can have all of the memories of it wiped from them. And not remember anything that happened there. And time distill, distillation between the two. You can essentially go there, spend a week there, and potentially come back and having had only an hour pass in the real world. So it's 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 a hmm. and it, it, it's where elves are from. It's a little just off. Everything's a little off, and it's a little more uh, um, fey <laughs> in in everything that that happens there. I don't know. Um, so it's like it, it's just something that it can't be like a, a a simple like oh okay I'm just gonna walk in and out especially at lower levels like it, it's not just something that you can easily come and go from 
So that's what I was just saying. Like, we can have it that they just crossed over. And they're just like, oh, yeah, I'm just exploring this new land. Whatever. I'm just like a wanderer. I don't like being in, in one place. But I think the one thing I like is that they didn't they, – they discovered they could be a fortune teller once they came to this new land. Because they had abilities to influence these little, like, creatures that maybe came with them in some way to be able to swindle people. Okay. Um, so I think the Feywild's dumb. Yep. Just throwing that out there. Um, cool. <laughs> Maybe they think it's dumb too, and that's why they wanted to leave. They're trying to find a way out. They found a way out. I mean, the the. So then let's go back to the question of who they interacted with to be able to see this tower. I think that was just a freak thing. What if the freak thing was what allowed them to leave the Feywild? Sure. I can get behind that. So, like, they had all these little Fey creatures they liked, were bored of the Fey, wanted some way to get out, and this stronger wizard-like thing said, hey, if you come and find me, like, if you promise to come and find me and release me, like, or, or if he like, I promise you these riches. I promise you this thing, this artifact that you know can change common items. Yeah. And, go, and like, and the more they get closer to it, the more they realize it's evil. And so they're kind of slowing down that. But like, that's what allowed them to switch over. This wizard that was looking for somebody to come release them. They had influence over the Fey, and so they released this bard or this uh, uh, satyr. They said, "Yeah, here, come on over." Because I, I don't want it to be. I don't want it to be that that satyrs are completely rare and unheard of and no one's ever seen a satyr before but they're not humanoid they're not like a human walking around like oh okay whatever it's it's they're they're a little bit more rare so the fact that one is released from the feywild without any sort of like affiliation is just more of a a a strange occurrence okay so they were kind of swindled into coming into the real world so what, were they doing fucking palm readings in the Fae for people who don't give a shit? Yes, you know, I don't like that either. It's, that's what it's like. <laughs> I liked your idea. I liked your initial idea that they they accidentally find this this tower when they're doing a, 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 not really bullshit reading, but just some kind of reading of like, yep, no, I can totally see a little bit into your past and all of this. And now, oh shit, I touched something. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, this is not good. Um Maybe they were on Faye Rumspringa. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, let's say that. They have a whole family back in the Faye. Satyrs are, I think that's even said in here, right? Where is it? Uh, all reputation of good spirits. Uh, lo- uh, loves of rebels. Most satyrs are driven by two simple things. To see the world and to see the world and to sample its every pleasure. So maybe that's it. They're from a more well-off family in the Feywild that in some way helps every generation of kids go out, explore if they want to explore any one plane of existence. Here you go. You can go and explore it. And so their family was like, okay, which plane do you want to go to? I want to go to the material plane and see all the humans and all the adventures and things they go on and learn of these things of gold. What is gold? Oh, wow. That's cool. Um, And so they're just sent there for... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> a rumspringer <laughs> type thing and so because that even gives them a like yeah i'm here for like three years 
you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm going to be here for three years, kind of to survive and, you know, be fun. Like, these are my fun little mice fey friends from back home. <laughs> What's with you and mice? It's not, I'm just saying, that, like, there's fey spirits that are around them that get turned into these watchers. Whatever they are. They don't have to be mice. <laughs> Do you hate mice as much as I hate spiders? Is that what this is? No, I still understand why this would be two characters that you've given mice companions to. <laughs> It's just a weird I, creature I mean, the, to choose for a companionship. First off, the first time it was mice was because we rolled on that for Juggler. It had they had. And apparently, you fell in love. Yeah, because how cute would it be to juggle mice? If no one knows what we're talking about, Not cute go back. At all. What was that character? What was his name? It was. It's a character three. It our, yeah, it was our fourth or fifth character. Um, the, I know who I he's am. Like seven. He's got like he's got like seven names. <laughs> I'm a dude playing a dude disguised as another dude. He's got his given name, his court name, and his name he made up for himself yep. to be a changeling. Yep. Yeah. I stand by it. <laughs> <laughs> and then every character after that had seven names until no. finally we killed that. I killed it. No. Anyways. Um, yeah, so they get sent out, and while they're here, shit starts going bad fast. <laughs> when they, in some way... I think I'd leave that up to the DM, too, because I think whoever this powerful wizard is that is now having these watchers watch over them they they would have influenced whoever this person they did a palm reading of um and so it it could be like a warrior in some way that found an artifact they didn't realize what it was and as they tapped into it and like tried to like read through it with the fey magic this lich of some sort felt the magic from this bard and like okay cool i'm attaching onto you i'm corrupting you now because this fucking knucklehead over here is nothing <laughs> like this guy doesn't know what he's fucking doing are we still saying it was a lich that they that they saw through that showed them the item i would say powerful wizard slash lich because it doesn't have to necessarily okay. be um a lich But I think that so when they find this tower, that's how they're going to be able to remove the watchers. That's how the watchers will be fixed. Their gift, this dark gift that is now upon them, that's what would undo it. And so that's part of their motivation to find it. Um, not necessarily for the gold of all this, but that's what was promised to them. So like when they're talking to other adventurers in the group, be like, yeah, so like I, I kind of at one point saw heard about this. This thing, I don't really know. I have this information. And again, that would all be information you would want to talk to your DM about. And hopefully they would give you in, in some way about, I saw mountains to the east of this tower. So like, I don't know. It's west of mountains. So, yeah. But. Okay. Yeah. So it's a lich slash wizard or wizard slash lich. Um, cool. I don't think there's anything else. I mean, the personality trait, I feel more comfortable outdoors. Yep. That's easy enough for a satyr. It's not like it's... That's why they were kind of a traveling palm reader type thing. Um, freedom. I'm a free spirit unbound to the laws of man. Obviously. Should And the discovery, if that comes to light, that's the idea of this wizard and his tower. I think that's the discovery. Yeah. Um, I'll say anything to avoid extra work. Yeah. They're just... They're, they don't like to fucking <laughs> do hard labor. Because they have no strength. Ooh, that was the one thing I did want to figure out as well. So what subclass of Bard fits best with it? I think it is Bard, Lord of, Bard College of Lore. Which is a, a basic one from the player's handbook. I think that fits the best. What spells does that specifically give you? 
this is the one that gives you more proficiencies. You get cutting words. You don't necessarily get specific things. Bard's College of Lore knows something about most things, collecting bits of knowledge from sources as diverse as scholarly tomes and peasant tales, whether singing folks, blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah, no, I think, yeah, they're, they're, they're the Bard. They're from the College of Lore, um, which is just your general Bard. Because I don't think any of these other ones. Spirits, maybe, not Whispers, not Valor. They're not really trying to go out. Eloquence. What was this one again? You did creation, right? You did Bard of Creation for John Doe. I don't fucking know. <laughs> it was the it was the dad that got dropped into this world. Yeah, I know who John Doe is. He's everyone. He is. He's an everyman. He's your classic everyman. <laughs> um, persuasion is regarding the... these. Okay, uh, persuasion is regarded as a high art and a. Well-reasoned, well-spoken argument often proves more powerful than an objective truth. These bards wield a blend of logic and theoretical wordplay, winning over skeptics and detractors with logical arguments and plucking the heartstrings to appeal to emotions of the entire audience. Silver Tongue, at third level, you master at saying the right thing at the right time when you make a charisma persuasion or deception check. Uh, You can treat a d20 roll 9 or lower as a 10. Unsettling words. Eh, it could be eloquence. You don't care at all, right? You have no opinion on this? Nope. Um, <laughs> That's what I figured. I was just, just confirming. No, I'm going to go with College of Eloquence, because I think that this this makes it even more min-max with persuasion and deception, right? Because we're really doubling up on all of those things. So you can't roll below a 10. Um for a persuasion or deception check with this and then also you have unsettling words which part of me just like likes the idea that you can make somebody you can just unsettle somebody by a, a fortune you tell them of what is going to happen to them Ooh, yeah the other one gets cutting words which is kind of similar but eh. yeah we're going eloquence sounds good dude i wrote it down dope 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 um, and I think, cause I was just looking through the last things we wanted to put in discovered. We need name, obviously allies and organizations. I don't think they really, I mean, they have this wizard that is beckoning them. And then these watchers that are in some way, they're fae friends that are like, Oh no. And now they're just these venomous vermin. Are those? Yeah. But those aren't really like super tied to the character. Well, I mean, but they're again, to this point, like the, I would say, it's part of their motivation to find this tower is to return their fey friends to uncorrupted fey creatures. So it's like, and, and they do kind of help in a way. Um, they have family back in the fey wild that I guess if they wanted to call on, um, that is just like, they're a well-off satyr family that lives in a, your classic satyr colony. <laughs> classic. You know, the classic, classic well-off satyr community. Yep. They're, you know, with HOA dues yep, and fucking, right. mm-hmm. you know, a whole 401k plan there for the stater. Potted, no, it's not a thing. Potted uh, plants everywhere. Yep. yep, they run. They well, because the thing is, they're they're the original founders of the Sater sacks. They're the original. They're the original sack family, and they have all the Sater sacks oh, yeah? over there. Yep. This person's last name is going to be Sack. <laughs> Don't tempt me. <laughs> Don't tempt me. It might be. What are some Sater names? Bowels. Bowels Sack. Bowels. My name is Bowels. Last name Sack. I'm Bowels Sack. 
<laughs> um, alignment is chaotic good. Classic, classic chaotic good. Um, what's the name? What's the name? The last Seder we did. Oh, what's in a name? The last Seder name I did was Valespi. And then just went by Vass. Um, I want it to be something short. No nickname. Just with it. Um, on. What if it's. What if his name's Onward? What? I, I like On. Uh, Onwin. His name's Onwin. Or Onwind. No, Onwin. Onwin. Something short, no nickname. I'm going to give him a two-syllable name. That's... Which implies you could just call him Win. Nope. Onwin. Do I like it better with an A or an O, though? Is it Onwin or Onwin? It would be Anwin or Onwin. Ooh, Anwin. No, I like Onwin. You just said the same thing twice when you did your comparison. <laughs> You know what they say, tomato, tomato. <laughs> um, his name's Anwin. I don't know if Seder. Yeah, just Anwin. That's it. There's no family name. Seder's not family names. They're more free-spirited. What's their material plane name? Ooh, fair. Uh, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this is Onwin the Bard, um, rich family or well off. How do you spell fucking Seder? Hope it's like that. Um, it is. Yeah. Oh, but I spell family wrong. <laughs> um. Okay. Cool. The age. Uh, since they're at a younger age, I believe Seder's age at the same rate as humans. Maturely about the same rate as humans. So I'm gonna say this guy is. 17. Real young. Not real young. My God. Yep, 17. Appearance. Um, he's got... Hmm. I think his horns are just starting to curl. Do Seder horns? Let's see. Human half goat. Yeah, their horns kind of... Oh, no, they can go in a bunch of different directions. Yeah. They're tiny, though, for the most part, I think. They, they, oh, I guess those are pretty. No, they're, they're actually so. Un, uh, tiny just, horns. Tiny oh, horns, horns. Tiny horns. Tiny horns. The person. Satyrs range from just under five feet to about six feet in height. Um, I want to say he's not. F- he is five, six. And his horns are just starting to. That's curve. really short. Yeah. Well, it says they range from just under five feet to six feet. That's quite the range. So he's right in the middle. Five, six. He's a short, short, shorty, short, short. He's a satyr. Um, his horns are just starting to curl. And, uh, oh, his legs are very dramatic. Let's say he has shaggy blonde hair and blonde furred legs. Are all satyr's legs dark haired? Is that a thing? Jake is making himself into a satyr, kind everyone. Of, kind of. I don't hate it. Look at the boobs on that thing. My God. We are looking at pictures. Um, 
This guy's ripped. He has no muscles. This guy, remember, he's a seven strength. So this guy is just like a like a stick, like very very thin. Yeah. I think he's five six, and I think he weighs eighty five pounds. <laughs> so like very frail. Jesus, that's like dying frail. He's a goat person. His legs are lighter than most, or would they be heavier? Is it weird? Probably heavier with all that hair. Yes, it's the hair that adds weight to a goat's legs. Um, yeah, dude, hair's heavy. Shaggy blonde hair, blonde leg fur, 85. Okay, let's say 185 pounds. You happy? Just add on 100 there. Um, That's pretty heavy. Fuck you. I'm done. I'm not pleasing you. <laughs> I think it should be like 120 pounds. Nope, 185. Fine, 120. 125. There we go. We did it. Um... These little fey things usually follow him around. Um, he's got, I think he wears pretty much just leather armor that he fashioned um, out of, that's darker brown. So he's blonde with darker brown armor. And I think he likes the idea of hats, but they don't really work with his like horns. So he has like, um, um, what is the little mailboy hat or whatever <laughs> that he sure I know what you're talking about kind of the, like that he poked he poked uh, uh, ho- holes through for his horns to kind of come through because hats are like a dumb thing in the material plane that don't exist in the the fey the fey wild and he's like ooh those are fun and just kind of rips it on over his head and so he has like a little paper boy hat um, and I think he has like a, a, a He's a palm reader, but as a bard as well. So he he can. I think he just plays the plant pan flute. Fuck it. He has he doesn't have a big instrument. He's got a little pan flute that he kind of keeps with him, and then he has. Um, the fuck is a pan flute? You don't know what a pan flute is? No. You do know what a pan flute is. Look up pan flute. Everyone at home, please don't laugh at Nathan for not knowing what a pan flute was. This, this is a pan flute. Oh, that's what it's fucking called? Yes. Because the like the god Pan is a satyr that plays one of these. So that's where Pan flute comes from. Um, hmm. But all right, I think that's pretty much it. I don't think he has much in the way of, of weaponry. I think he has like a small knife that he just uses for like tactile things and can use as a dagger. But he's mainly just trying to use spells. He's not trying to get up and... and yeah, support. Uh, yeah. and Support command. I'm just trying to think if there's anything... I don't, I don't think so. I think that's it. I think I feel good. I like it. I feel good. I feel good about Onwin. I kind of like the look of this guy. He's just too muscly. If he wasn't this muscly and had blonder, shaggy hair. Ooh, ooh. And he has bright green eyes. There we go. That's it. It's the last thing. Onwin's done. We're done. Dropping it. Hands are, hands are cleaned of it. <laughs> Want to add any more? I like him. I'm happy for you. Very charismatic. <laughs> yes, yeah. he is. All right, cool. Well, then, are we ready for the role play? Yeah, dude, I think so. I think I'm uh, as ready as I'll ever be. He's not very ready, usually. So, here we go. I'm ready. Okay. Sorry. All right. 
I start off every transition with the word alright. That's how you know I'm ready. We find ourselves in Podcastria at the CD Tavern at midday-ish, maybe. And, uh, it's a festival. Fuck it. There's a festival in town today. It is some sort of holiday, and they're celebrating things. And there's a bunch of little shops everywhere. Um, little kind of like independently owned shops, little games that we can play. It's just the Podcastria Fair. The Podcastria Fair has made its way. To this, to the town in which the Seedy Tavern is located in, um, so that's what's happening. There's gold; you can win goldfish that die within a week. Um, some ring toss games, some fried food. It's a good old time. It's, it's, it's the traveling Podcastria Fair, um, and the town is alive and well. And at the edge of the town. There is a satyr, a pack on, I'm assuming. I'm going to give him a pack. You can, you can take that away if you want. And inside the pack is like a collapsible table, and they are kind of drawn to the noise because they see this as an opportunity to maybe try to set up a little bit of a table and do some palm readings for about an hour. With all these people here, they can get a lot of readings done within that hour and make some, you know, side coin. Um, so as the satyr walks closer to town and enters through, I don't know, there's nothing to enter through, there's now in town, <laughs> what, uh, what do they do? Um, Anwin kind of just looks around, just taking it all in, and he sees the row of different booths set up, and he, he kind of walks up and sees one kind of empty, and he kind of looks around and, and looks to the person, to the booth, uh, to, to the right, which looks like it's it's some sort of food booth of, of some sort that looks like it's set up right out in front of the CD tavern um, that has a bartender behind it. Um, and he just kind of looks over at the bartender and says, uh, Hi, uh, so can a- anybody just set up here and, and, and use one of these? Um, the person that you find yourself speaking to is Mary. She has um, a sort of like gypsy garb on, things dangling from her hair, more flowy clothes, um, headband, you know, gypsy shit. And um, she says, uh, yeah, I mean, people come, people travel with the, um, with the fair, and some people just take advantage of all the people here. So, yeah, I mean, there's really, if you've got a spot, you can try to set up somewhere. You can feel free. Oh, oh, all right. Yeah. No. Cool. I mean, I have, uh, I have some stuff uh, that I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty uh, okay uh, at doing. And I saw, I saw over there there was like games and different stuff set up, and people were kind of just, just so much fun. There's so much energy going on right here. What, what do you, what do you, is it, are you serving food? Is that what? What do you, what do you do? Yes, yeah, so I'm a bartender for the CD Tavern. We su- we serve um, food and drink for the fur the fair for the whole f- wow dang so do you do you travel with it as well or, or like 
Where, where have you been? No, we stay here. We have a building in town um, right behind me. Oh. And yeah, we're the, we're the CD Tavern. Wow. So you live here? That's cool. And he kind of sets his bag down do, on yeah. the table and just starts kind of pulling out some stuff. He has like a big water skin that he kind of sets down uh, on the table and he starts pulling out uh, different like decks of cards. He's got some, some dice set stuff and he's got like a long feather that he just kind of pulls out and he's very delicate with and he lays down on the table. He pulls out like a, a mat of some sort and he just kind of fl- like flips it out and just kind of d- gets all the like little dust and crumbs off it from the bag and just kind of lays down. Whoa, that's all right. Wow. Well, I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm new to town. I'm not traveling uh, with this fair, but um, I just heard all the commotion. I'm kind of just going, going my own way uh, myself. So I'm not really, I'm I'm new to all this, but uh, uh, I kind of well, I I, I do readings, uh, kind of. So I figured, hey, this might be a good place to try and uh, like books. Um, well, yes, I do read books. Um, but that's not what I no no I I do uh, like fortune readings. I can I can look at people and generally, I'm pretty I'm pretty good at uh, I don't know, just feeling people out. I can I can kind of. Pick oh, up some stuff. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, it's it's fun. I've 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 had I've had a good time since coming to this plane. Um, and uh, are there any chairs? Is there anything? And he kind of looks around. Yeah, I can I can get you, I can get you a chair. I can help you out. Seems like you've got a pretty unique business. I hope you do really well while you're here. Um, so she goes and gets you a chair for you to sit behind. Do you need another chair for uh the your the people are gonna that actually that's approach actually you? a really good idea. Yeah, that might be super helpful. Thank you. I'm sorry, I didn't get I didn't get your so name. She goes your name? Oh, my name's my name's uh, Mary. What about Mary. what about wow, you? That's a beautiful name. Uh, my name's Anwin. Um, nice to meet you. And oh, he extends a extends a hand. Name. We shake hands, right? That's a thing you do here. Yeah. Nice to. Ooh, very very soft yet firm handshakes. You are a very confident woman. Thank you. I guess. Um, but yeah, I, I I can get the other chair, or just point me in the direction of it. I don't want you to have to. No, I'll get it for you. Get, I'll you. get it. She goes and gets the chair and brings it back out. Um, thank you, Mary. And he just kind of takes it and sets it down. And he just kind of sits there and just like, oh, all right. Well, uh, do I? Do they just show up or do I have to let people know I'm open? Uh, I don't, here. So as as you as you kind of set the other chair down, um, this this two these two um, men, human men are walking past and they're about to leave because you're kind of like right at the entrance to the fair. You didn't get very far into um, town. So as these two men are approaching, um, one of them, you know, is um, wearing a white, just a white t-shirt. He's very strong. It's tight to his body. He's got shitty, like kind of not quite grown full in facial hair and a nice um, kind of like buzz cut on top of his head. And um, he looks over at his other friend to his right and goes, uh, Donnie, how did we miss this table? We got to go. We got to go see what this is all about, too, if we're going to see everything at the uh, the event. So then this person walks up to your um, table and sits down and goes, what do you do? Oh, hello. Uh, I am a palm reader or fortune teller or just mystic readings yeah i never really thought i'm on one hi what's your name my name's mark mark love it 
Love, it's a great name. Uh, and, and your your friend? What's what's what's? Well, it's my brother Donnie. 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 Mark. Great to meet you. Uh my name is Anwin. I am a fortune teller of sorts. Uh, I can pick up on different types of things uh, that you might be dealing with or going through, and give you kind of just general guidance through what you might have already had happen to you and or might have to look out for in the future. I got all sorts of kind of stuff here um, that I kind of help with, but if you just, if, if you're open to it, I can give you some kind of reading. Yeah. Just don't say anything about my ma. About, is there something going on with your mom? No, I just don't want there to be. If you say something, if you say something about my ma, then who knows what's going to happen to her? Uh, fair. Yeah. Familial stuff is always kind of scary. Uh, but, I, I'm usually not great at, um, you know what? Yeah, we'll make it work. We'll make it work. I'll generally try to avoid, uh, your mother. Okay. Um, well here, put your hands down, uh, palms up if you don't mind. Okay. Um, and he takes then the giant feather and he kind of just like kind of picks it up by the tip and he kind of brushes it over the right hand and then brings it back down, um, on the left hand and kind of then sets it in the middle Hey man, that tickles. Yeah, it is. It's it's just kind of it's just kind of cleansing uh, any of the sh- dirt and stuff you might have. It's not really dirt. It's more of like an aura kind of. Uh, Are you saying I'm dirty? Uh, Donnie, okay, this guy saying I'm no, dirty? I apologize. No, it's uh, it's easier to describe it as dirt instead of like energy blockers. It's it's okay. All right. Anyways, kind of just close your eyes. And um, just relax. Try and just relax, Mark, all right? Um, and Donnie, <sighs> could you just back up a little bit? I don't want it to interfere uh, at all. Yeah, Donnie, go get the car. Okay, yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, and he kind of then takes his hands and puts them over yours. And he just kind of, like, closes his eyes for a second. And then as he sits there and just kind of looks over you, looks at Donnie as he reopens his eyes, um, Anyone that has a, a, a higher level perception would kind of see just kind of like buzzing kind of like happening <laughs> um, around as like little things are kind of like crawl, not crawling over him, but flying like kind of around him and kind of like just kind of quickly. Like it could look like a breeze outside, but it, it's it's all little like kind of like fake creatures that are just kind of investigating and looking over him. And as he just kind of like, oh, all right. Uh, well, Mark, um, I see that you are a very, very strong, strong individual. And, and, oh, you, your family, I I know you said not say anything about your mother, but you, you are a very family centric person. You, and all of you are in the same business. All of you are, all of you work together and you are the leader in, in, in some avenue and or way and and the most you're very talented well yeah ma's favorite but 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 i think i i don't know if it's necessarily that yes you are but i think part of why you are such a strong individual is because everyone else looks up to you you are a, a natural born leader amongst your family and and very skilled in several areas of performance it seems and and you're you're building something great here and it it really seems like that they're going to continue to follow you forward this this is this i see a lot of success 
uh, in, in your future that, oh, wow, you're, where are you, do you live here in Podcastria, sir? No, I don't. I'm just visiting. Wow. Well, wherever it is. Are you telling me my, are you telling me my burger shop's going to take off? Is that, is that what you do? You, do you, do you, you do burgers? Yeah. Whoa. I was picking up that there was a lot more than just that, but I guess that makes, oh, you know what? That's what I was feeling. You were nourishing people. You were giving them something to feel fulfilled with. Wow. And that's, I, I, it seemed to me, at least the energy that I was getting from that Mark was more, more of a level of like, than just food and nourishment. So this burger shop will end up it will be great. It seems like it'll be something that will bring more than just food and, and, and what's the right word when you're hungry and you fill and you, and you fill it. Um, you'll bring more than just full stomachs to people. I guess <laughs> it's probably the best way to, you're going to, you're going to bring quite a bit to the world, Mark. It's, I, I it was, Wow. Is there any other is there any questions you have specifically that you want to focus on in your head that I can maybe see? No. Yeah. Donnie, go get the car so we can get back to Ma at the harbor in Bostonia. Oh. And we got to we got to get the shop going. Okay. And then they the this guy runs away and as he runs away like all excitable and stuff like that, someone else notices the table uh-huh. and um it's a really tall like 66 tan half orc who walks over and is like, I, what do you do? Uh, <laughs> um, I, I am a, a, a mystic reader of some sort, fortune teller, uh, what some people call me, uh, but I also uh, mainly read palms and, and energies. Uh, and, and oh, that's great. Will you read mine? Uh, sure. I, I just did one. So give me a second to kind of clean, clean up the, the table for, for just a quick second. Do you mind? He's also very strong, uh-huh. and he sits okay. down. And he goes, <laughs> "I can't wait." Okay. Uh, well, this it might it might overlap a little bit. Then here, just you know what, you're fine. Just sit right there. Just hang on. And so he kind of stands up from the chair, and he takes the the feather, and he kind of holds it up, puts it behind his ear real quick. Takes the mat, kind of flips it over to the side, flips it back down on the other side. Takes the deck of cards dumps them out onto the top of the mat and kind of rubs the cards all over the mat and then puts them back in together. And as he's doing this, you kind of see some of the cards move that he's not touching in, in, in some way. It's like there's some other little thing there. It's just, it's very subtle and very sl- slight um, while he's doing it. And they kind of then just get put back into a deck and he leaves the deck over to the left side. And then he reaches back into his bag and pulls out um, a, a small like vase more so than a glass. And he takes in the water sack and kind of pours some of the water into it. Okay, uh, and he sits back down. Hold uh, on, let me tell my maid to go get the cart. Hey, maid, go get the cart, or okay. I'll teach you like a bad girl later. And then <laughs> this uh, mistress runs off to go get go go get a oh, horse cart. Right. Um, I'm just gonna take a sip of this real quick. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm not used to doing them so so quickly. <clears throat> and he kind of takes a drink uh, of the water and sets it back down. <clears throat> All right, sir. Uh, and what is your name? Arnie. Arnie. Great to meet you. My name is Anwin. And he puts his hand forward. Oh, she, she shakes her hand oh, really hard. Oh, fuck. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, wow. Okay. Can you put those uh, muscly meat 
sticks down on the table, please, sir. <laughs> You're talking to me like my maid. Okay. Oh. I put them on the table. Oh, flip them. Yeah, put your palms up, please. Palms oh, up. All right, great. Got it. <clears throat> um, so he takes the big uh, feather again and does the same thing where he brushes up the left hand. Oh, that, that tickles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then comes back down the, the right hand um, and then places it in the middle. He goes, all right, now just close your eyes, sir, and uh, just try and clear your head. Oh, okay. He places both of his hands over both of Arnie's, and he kind of just sits there and just, oh, oh, wow. What? What? You, you're a, you, I am in the presence of someone that is a very important individual. Are, are, do you live in Podcastria, sir? Are you the leader of this city? No, but I thought about running for governor of the Podcastrias before. Wow. Okay, well, I would say you have that is definitely something that if you did it would have great effect. I can't tell surely if it would be what type of effect, but doing so would lead to a severe change for you in 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 some way. So that could it, that usually in some way, especially if that's not so that's not what you're currently doing. You're not currently doing anything along those lines. No. Well, I'm trying to get my campaign together. My wife doesn't think it's a good idea. Ah, okay. Um, well, I was to say the there, the the change, the drastic change of that is something that I do feel, and it, it seems like that definitely is an option of 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 a sort for you. It's it's very palpable. Like it, it's it's almost. Like, I can feel your strength from that. It feels like you would empower people in a way um, that I honestly is kind of someone, <laughs> again, and he kind of just gestures to himself, not really much of a person that has what you have. And he kind of just touches your forearms. <sighs> wow. Um, it, 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 I, I feel that. I, I feel that through what you could potentially be doing. And it, it, that's amazing. Yeah, so. I, I don't like to give anyone definite like directions of what to do and not do, but if that was something you were thinking about and thinking of potentially, it's it definitely would have a larger impact than I think you are even currently envisioning right now, sir. Oh, yeah. oh my Bahamut. Yeah. I must go bang my maid and tell her. Okay. I'll be back. <laughs> he just kind of looks over to giant... me. <laughs> Who I'm assuming is still there. And this giant... Yeah. Yeah, this giant half-orc goes, like, runs away, and Mary just kind of, like, shrugs and is like, the fair brings a lot of unique people. Oh, and then as that happens, this other character walks, walks up to your table, and he's got, like, round, thin glasses on that have, like, a kind of a, pale, a pinkish pale hue uh-huh. to them. Uh-huh. And he's dressed kind of, he's got um, spiky hair that's essentially white, and you can basically see through mm-hmm. it. And he's old. Mm-hmm. Um, got, he's got old skin and he kind of looks you over and just goes not enough cowbell and leaves oh. and the- <laughs> oh, all right uh yeah no i prefer the flute he's gone i prefer more cowbell Fair. that's yep okay to each teach their own sir you look i love the look <laughs> have have a <laughs> have a fantastic day okay oh jeez. and he just kind of sips more of the water sounds and like he kind of pulls the pan looks like uh 
Yeah, it looks like you're going to be pretty popular today. Uh, I don't... Uh, I don't know if I can, how many more I can do. These... I'm only telling them the good stuff. Like, that first guy... I think he's dangerous. Whoa, really? Yeah, he... Um, he there's a lot of there was a lot of hate there was a lot of hate, especially I don't know if it was still there but like in his in his younger days there was I only get like little flashes but it definitely felt like there was some um some anger there towards groups of people that uh oh no yeah no it's um the fam the, his family though seemed to be a, a good positive um uh, influence on him but that burger shop thing. Oh, it's just gonna it's not good it's not gonna be like oh but he thinks it's gonna be so oh, good no, that's the thing it will be but it won't like the that was what was weird is like the fulfillment that came from it was all for the family the actual like food it felt like because i didn't know what it was at the time i was kind of just picking up on this like like draining from one and fulfilling of another does that make sense you know how you can kind of like you can kind of see like a seesaw that'll rotate in in the depending on the weight and the pushing and the forces of either side as one side got heavier the other side just was slowly like lifted up higher to a level of day and so I, that that's a, a, a general thing that i will feel energy wise based off of people and when it comes to when he then directed it because a lot of this is me just feeling stuff and then having to explain it based on what they're actually doing um, okay. And so when it was like a burger, what did he call it? Like place or um, I don't I don't know. Either way, he's going to gain a lot from that. And the fact that it's based on food makes me think that they're not actually going to be giving anything back that's quality. Does that make sense? Oh, I could be completely no, wrong. I don't know. I've <laughs> I've it's it's so interesting how I can feel stuff based off of. Um, people here on this plane um because you guys just vibrate a little differently and so it's just i i'm still just trying to direct it in a in a new and interesting way for me um but there are some consequences sometimes that really kind of mess with things and that's kind of also been horrifying recently but other than that it's you're interesting well uh, yeah, it's just because it's. What about you? What do you do, Mary? Do you want to sit down or do you want to just talk? No. Okay, that's fair. No, it's, I prefer it's... not to talk to you anymore. Ever? That's. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah. I I don't mean to. I don't. Uh, I get it. That's fair. Um. You look cute. Oh boy. Well, there's uh... a bit much. Yeah. I'm, that's, yeah, I think that's my my girlfriend Kristen over there. And as you look over, you see this girl with like long brown hair, constantly like talking out of the side of her mouth and like putting her hair behind mm-hmm. her ears. Oh, <clears throat> I uh, t- I apologize. I was not trying to be forward in any way. I am still just <laughs> taking all she's, this. And there's a lot of she, energy. She walks. Here. She walks. She walks up and she's like, "Are you ready to go yet, Kristen?" Or fuck, Mary. <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, Kristen. I think we can get out of here. Oh, okay. Keeps constantly just putting hair behind her ear. Uh, well, it was uh, then, it's great to meet you, uh, Mary and Kristen. As Mary and Kristen walk away, this t- this uh, I think what is Louis a half elf? <laughs> I don't remember. 
um, fucking this other bartender shows up and he goes, listen here, you were set up too close to me. Oh. I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to hear about what you do. Just do your business and leave yeah. me alone. Why? Oh, how? Okay. I apologize. <laughs> Sir, can I interact with you, though? Because I am running out of water in my skin and I would love just something to drink from you, sir. Yeah. Okay. Here's of water. Oh, great. Is that all you have? Because I, don't... I might... We have ale. Would you like some ale? Can I try it first? I'm not sure. I'd... Okay. No. No free samples of I'll alcohol. I'll pay for this. Okay, you know what? Fine. For... Yes, just... I'll I'll take an ale. If I don't like it, I'll just not finish it. Is that okay? You won't be offended, right? You didn't make the ale, did you? No. Here's your ale. One silver. Great. Oh. Um, hang on. And he kind of goes back to his bag and just kind of looks through it and digs and finds like a little coin thing all the way down at the bottom. Great. Um, how many copper is that? I don't know. Um, you give me one shiny silver. I, I only have... I just have a lot of copper. I don't have... I don't know how... I Again, the full exchange rate of... St- Go check your bag I, again. Okay. <clears throat> you just kind of start... Then you just pours it all out on a table. As as you go and... As you open up your bags, look inside, you see eight shiny little lights look at you real quickly. Close it back up. Like there's a big spider yep, in just your close bag. It. You know what? You just keep the bag. You just here. Just... Whole bag's <laughs> yours. Just you... Fine. I will see if there's any silver in here for you. If that's incompetent. It's fine. You... Louis opens. Louis opens the bag just fine. Looks around. It should... Finds a silver. Gives it back to you. Great. Just close it. Do you close it? Just close. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. <clears throat> and he just drops it back into his bag without even looking at the bigger bag. Thank you. Thank you for the <sighs> ale, sir. And he just kind of sits back down. You're and welcome. Just sips it. <laughs> and sets it back on the. Do you live here? Shut up. I, yep. <laughs> and scene? And scene. And scene. <laughs> I, wish, I wish I had more impersonations under my belt, but I don't. Oh, jeez. I could have tried to wing it, but I didn't even know where to begin. I, I, I am proud of you for trying to go down an avenue of building up a whole street fair. <laughs> <laughs> that was fun. I liked the, <laughs> I liked the idea of that. <laughs> Thanks. I like that we're really driving home that Arnold had a mistress that he had a kid with. That's good. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want people to forget that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I just wanted him to be like I'm. I just made him like a dirt no. bag, like you know, like like kind of like when um at the end of Forgetting Sarah Marshall when uh. The musician, I'm drawing a blank on his real actor name, but when he's like, you see that? That's my driver. I'm going to go have sex with her. <laughs> that's kind of what I was making like this version of Arnie. Snow. I'm going to bang was, my maid. Something Snow. Elvis Snow, Snow is the character yeah, name. But his name is uh, Richard uh, Brand. Russell Brand, right? Russell yes. Brand, yep. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yep. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. And for me, like the thing I was trying to like just get at and play with is like, He's picking up a lot more than just the positive stuff from these people, but like he's learned, he knows if you bring up any of the negative stuff, people just get pissed. Like, so like yeah, mm, nope, nope, just don't, just don't go into any of that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. Well, uh-huh. see, and the thing, the thing I kind of like too, what I found, and even just trying to explain and like work through, I, I would like to 
for Onwin and trying to play him with a DM, I would like to go into an actual mechanic of being able to read that, right? Because I would like there to be a role of some sort, whether it's investigation, insight, perception, like in some way that is played with through these palm readings. And yeah. the flavor text of however you want the reading to go, I would definitely encourage somebody to try and figure out and have fun with it. Um, the idea of this feather kind of just dusting it. I don't know. I imagine it was like it's a big fey creature, like colorful feather in some way. Um, and But with that, what was fun is when I was trying to explain it, I realized I was like, oh, <laughs> this is almost kind of how I feel as like somebody that is very empathetic and actually feels heat energy from other people. <laughs> like, And yeah. it was one of those weird things that I, I don't know if I've talked about on this podcast, but I've started doing more recreational edibles. And <laughs> Allegedly. No, they're fine. They're legal in this state. I know. But I, know. I had it in san diego when i went down there i took one one time went to a bar and it was the like i don't know how to describe it but like i it was the first time i didn't feel people around me yeah yeah. and so like i i I, like i didn't feel constant heat and warmth from people and i it was one of those things where it's like i had always just felt that from other people that it was the first time ever having that absence of it i realized i was like oh i am constantly getting reading not readings but like feeling other people it's the only way i know how to put it and so it's just fun and i get what you're saying it's, it's hard it's hard to describe because i also like to think that i have a pretty good like vibe right. check you know like i can i can be in a group of people and be like ooh, it's thick yep. here right not a, not a fan of what's yep. happening in the aura yep. right now um, so I, I get what you're saying and it is hard to put into words and it makes you sound crazy, but I understand. <laughs> well, and, and, and that's, but th- and that's one thing though, that like, I realized for me, at least coming from, this is where we get into our own backstories here, but having grown up in, in households that like, granted my parents were divorced, there's two different households and one was full of a bunch of siblings and one was just me and a closer group of people. I was constantly working on that as a kid. I was constantly trying to understand what was going on with all the different people around me in the different environments. So that's why it's like a thing that just became like a, a part of what I do. And it was just so interesting that it's like, yeah. oh, that's what this character is doing. <laughs> in a way, he's just yeah. feeling what they're feeling and like trying to generate it. And I think there'd be a fun way to role play with it being connected to he's from a different realm, right? So like there's vibrations or whatever or energy. It's D&D, whatever you want to call it. That's what it is. And I like vibrations. And so like that's where I was like, okay, this could be fun. I, I really liked this and I liked the idea of like, He's he's constantly – I feel like you made a joke where it's like, oh, okay, Jake's making himself as a satyr. I think that's what I did. <laughs> I think <laughs> – because even in playing him, I'm like, oh, he just talks to fill the space. Like this was me at 17, somebody that didn't like silence. So like just engage with people. Just try and be charming. Try and be all of this stuff and try and like – and it's just like, yep, I'm just going to play this how I think I was at 17, constantly trying to get people to like me and engage with people, but just be more open about it. <laughs> And have less. Yeah, it less happens. Walls. It happens. Oh, I realized. I realized that my character I'm playing in my campaign right now, mm-hmm. Dro, is just quickly becoming Groot. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's fun. Groot's a good character, though. <laughs> I know, but I, I've like, I am Dro. It's so like it's. Well, yeah, he's not that. It's more so the fl- way I'm flavor texting his okay. abilities. Because, like, as you remember with Dro, he's got the vines on his mm-hmm. body that covers up his Goliath mm-hmm. markings. I'm trying to pick spells that I can flavor text those vines. Okay. So like Thorn right. Whip, one of his cantrips, the vines grow into a long whip into his hand and he can whip people with it. 
Um, I also picked up bark skin recently, which I haven't used yet, but I imagine it me, I touch someone Mm -hmm. and the vines like leave me and go onto them and provide like bark covering for them. Um, so it's just very, the, the way I'm flavor texting these spells is very Groot esque. (laughs) Oh, I used entangle. He's got entangle. So I imagine slamming my fist into the ground and having all of my vines like go into the dirt and come up where I was summoned them. See, that's fun. And see, and that's what I think. That's the one thing I've always enjoyed about watch. So like. Whether it's Critical Role or other role-playing games, you can tell which people have played longer because they start understanding how to flavors text stuff without it trying to break the spell, right? Like they're clear, like like yeah. the idea of like slamming your hands into the ground and going to entangle somebody. It's not like you're then being like, so does that give me advantage on this? This is like, no, I'm not trying to amplify any of the like i'm not trying to metagame this ability i'm trying to just have fun with it so it visually happens more and that's just something you learn as you play the game more it's like okay i'm not trying to make myself more powerful here i'm just trying to have a better visual with it and that's always fun fun to have happen as the more comfortable you get with the with the game and just the mechanics yeah um that's cool yeah and, and i think yeah, but the point of the point of me bringing that up is that sometimes you might realize that you thought you were creating something semi-original, right. and it's just but, something else. So you just got to roll exactly. With it. <laughs> and it's not even necessarily that it's not original. It's that oh, that's where I'm drawing from, and lean into it. Don't don't try and fight yeah. against it because it's it's one of those things where it's just like just be yourself, right? Be whatever this character is telling you it is. Be what mm-hmm. what feels right. Um, and once you do that, like you, you'll find that decisions are a lot easier <laughs> like with, yeah, within the moment because sure. you're basing it on something um so yeah i like onwin i think he he'd be a fun like because i think he's a scaredy cat i think he is a big old coward yeah. yep <laughs> <laughs> i mean because we have the whole thing with the spiders which i'm naturally afraid of so like that just kind of came out through that and doesn't like doing extra work like he seems like the type that would flee from something Right. He's not the type of like, no, I'm going to stand my ground and be here and fight. He's just like, I'm just here for a yeah. fun vacation. What the fuck? I'm not trying to die. If, <laughs> like, if he was chaotic evil or maybe chaotic. Yeah. Chaotic evil. He could be like Benny from the mummy. Oh, Brendan yeah. Fraser's <laughs> friend who's constantly just fucking yeah. him over. When he's like, I got all the horses. He's like, hey, you're on the wrong yeah. side of the river. <laughs> yep. I need to rewatch the mummy. It's been too long. Dude. So yeah. good. It's a 90s it classic. Is. It really is. Oh, well, um, I think that's it for Anwen. Did you have any other thoughts? I, I, I think a lot of this will be flavor texting, uh, role play stuff. So I think it would be better for a more seasoned character or, or player to, to, to really lean into that stuff. Um, yeah, I would agree with that. I would like to play Anwen. I'll just say it. All the min maxes, I think I'm like, I mean, you're, you're, you're a seasoned player. Ooh. So. I think it's hilarious that you're enjoying all of your min-max characters when you get upset every time I roll high stats in our normal characters. What I'm trying to do here is just show that the stats aren't what make a character good or bad. It's about the story you put with them. Don't just be like, how can I make it so my passive perception is 38? Like, sure, cool, you have that, but why? Like think like in, in a situation for like him, he's just somebody that likes to explore, learn a bunch of things, and and is good at reading people. So there it is. That's why. And here's like the story behind it, and like what? Yeah, I don't know. That's that's why I think I like them so much. And it's not that I get ma- I, I do get hmm. mad at you for rolling hmm. high stats. Hmm. I think you're just full of uh, shit. well. Granted, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> um, but 
Unless you have anything else you want to talk shit about me about before we get to the outro. No, I'm All good. All right. Let us know what you think of Onwin. The best way to do that is through our email, which is rngpcpodcast at gmail.com. You can also connect with us on our social media pages, which is at rng underscore pc for Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and most importantly, our Twitch channel. We record every Saturday on Twitch. As a reminder, we do have a Patreon page, which is patreon.com slash rngpc, where you can request character sheets for characters like Onwin. Join our community and listen to exclusive bonus episodes. We also have content on YouTube. Just search for RNGPC. Finally, follow, like, and subscribe on any podcast platform. If you are currently listening on the Apple product, please take the two minutes, leave us a review, and we will read it on our show. That's all for this week. And remember, keep rolling and keep playing. <laughs> Goodbye. I'll- Goodbye. Come here, maid. Get to the chopper. <laughs> Get to the cart so we can have some privacy. It's not an outro.